Hello. Hello. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Kim. Welcome to season three, episode three of the Massive Fans Book Club podcast. We are chugging right along, covering chapters 11 through 14 of A Court of Wings and Ruin by Sarah J. Mass, which brings us into part two of the book titled Curse Breaker, which just feels kind of ominous, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Yeah. Like, hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but before we get into it, some housekeeping. Remember, this podcast is not for little ears. Today's chapters include some smutty smutness. <laughs> yeah, just to say the least. I literally just stopped taking notes at one point. It was just like, and then <laughs> smut happened. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah. <sighs> it's spicy. Mm. Yeah, it's spicy. Uh, don't forget, head over to our Instagram to see how you can enter our first giveaway for Aquawar. More entries means more chances for you to be winning uh, one of our lovely giveaways from Bentgrass Designs. She's got this lovely Aquawar themed paper flower bouquet that uh, you just have to see. We're going to get pictures up on Instagram. Make sure you check it out. <laughs> They're beautiful. She used the two colors from the two different um, covers, the original cover. She did the green and then she did the, the pink from the, the new ones. Yes, which don't even get me started on the new covers, guys. The new covers are dead to me. It's just the old covers. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, really pretty. I mean, the flowers she did are beautiful. So. Oh, the flowers are gorgeous. It's not her fault that they mocked up the colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel bad for her. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um. As always, we welcome you to reach out and share your song suggestions, love notes, ratings with us, and anything else for that matter. We will run through our socials at the end of the show, as always. Yes. Okay. Kim, you get to kick off part two for us. Okay. So part two opens with dun, da, da, chapter 11. Remember, at the end of the last episode, Feyre leaves the spring court and lucian is leaving with her so she and lucian are they they argued at one of the doors and um at the border and he was trying to get her to go through summer and she's like um yeah no (laughs) gotta gotta go through autumn because um i have a blood ruby on my head in the summer court so they go through the autumn court yeah, and just Lucian. like side note, you know, Lucian was like, "The fuck you do? Like, how'd you get that? Oh, really? <laughs> how did you do to have a blood ruby put on you, Jesus woman? I don't know. I mean, his family isn't much better. So, what can I say? <laughs> okay, fair point. And then, okay, and then just just for shits and grins, let's also talk about the fact that you know. After what she just did in the spring court, it's not like she's welcome in Tamlin's court either. So yeah, um, <laughs> and I feel like Lucian had to have a come to Jesus with himself real quick in the beginning. There, it was like, okay, okay, I can stay behind and have to lie about where she went. I could stay behind and say where she went, but I don't really want to do that to her. Or I can go with her. Fuck, I'm gonna have to go with her. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> Especially if I ever want to see my mate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's like a weird thing too. Like, oh crap. Why does she have to be my mate's sister? Jesus. <laughs> like... I know. I don't know. Part of me is like, why, why did he have to get made into a lane? 
I yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> that 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 is a conversation that the entire fandom is having on a very regular basis. <laughs> yeah, I have feelings about it, but like I can't even go into all my feelings about it because I just one spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Well, one spoilers, <laughs> but two just yeah. I I just um I'm trying to come up with the best way to put this. I guess I can just sum it up by saying like. I feel like Lucian and Elaine deserve not that <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> and the fandom deserved not that. <laughs> Fair. Like I said, I'm 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 dying to see what comes out in the Elaine book that's gonna come Sainsies, at some point. Sainsies, but anyway. <laughs> we'll see what happens, right? Yeah. That should be just fascinating. Anyway, um, so yeah, so you know, Illusion and um, and Feyre are on the lam and trying to get the hell out and find their way home because, oh yeah, remember the Feybane kicked in? They have no powers, like none, and that's kind of how this chapter starts off because, as Feyre says, first of all, she gets hit with the cold um, because fall is definitely colder than spring. Um, so you know we have we have that but at the same time it's also kind of it's it's in the evening and as we all know on a fall night once the sun goes down it's kind of chilly so it's evening time at this point uh yeah because it's currently fall and it's uh november 3rd while we're recording which to me feels like early fall and for some reason i had to scrape my fucking windows this morning (laughs) i know i had to scrape them too just so i could take my kid to school so yeah so rude unpleasant yeah it was very rude in fact i had to here's a good laugh everybody i had i couldn't find my ice scraper because i took it out of my trunk when we went to michigan this summer to visit my family and um so yeah i had to go hunt one down i couldn't find it in the garage at the time i was in a hurry and so i ended up borrowing my mom's out of her trunk (laughs) so you know (laughs) gotta scrape windows with whatever it is you have you know so there's your laugh at me so yes it definitely you know I have, a, I have a boss who is like she admitted that she doesn't even know where her scraper is she tends to just scrape her windows for with whatever she has on hand which I think is wild <laughs> oh my goodness that's not good so like, I guess- you, she was like usually it's in my trunk but I keep so much stuff in my trunk that like anything will do and I'm like okay <laughs> you know I, I could think of a couple things that would work they would even oh, fall yeah. into the Al- yeah. they would even fall into the Alton Brown realm of not being a unitasker because right. any, anybody who's a fan of AB will realize he hates unitaskers and he says there should only ever be one unitasker in your kitchen and that is a fire extinguisher, um, which I wholeheartedly agree with. But he does insist that if you're doing that, it has to be an ABC fire extinguisher so it'll put out all kinds of fires. So. Okay, there's my there's my little rant on Elton Brown. But no, it, you know, I was going to say little... thank you, Smokey the Bear. <laughs> hey, I love you. Hey, you know uh, what? This is nice. actually really fitting. This is really fitting because we were talking about fall weather. We are in the autumn court. What do they use in the yep. autumn court? A fuck ton of fire. I mean, favorite could use a fire extinguisher pretty soon. I'm just saying, like this is all related. <laughs> See, I can bring it full circle. There you go. There you go. Full circle fire extinguisher. Um, 
So anyway, they're they're trying to 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 figure out how they're going to get through the fall court. I mean, the autumn court, and um, they're there. And of course, as Feyre knew, there would be no sentries guarding the door into the autumn court because she had made those arrangements and plans thanks to Cassie and teaching her to always have more than one set of escape routes. But as Feyre says. Without my magic, I was blind again, unable to sweep a net of awareness through the ancient vibrant trees to catch any traces of nearby fey minds. Utterly helpless. That's how I'd been before. How I'd survived so long without it, I didn't want to consider. So I find it really interesting that she has suddenly become so reliant on her enhanced senses and her magic that she can't imagine functioning without them. I mean, part of me calls BS, but then like, also, I think some of this is just like how her brain is working, like at this moment, because it's kind of like how, when you suddenly get the new iPhone and you're like, how did I survive with the old one? You've gone this far and you can't, you can't figure it out that that's what's happening. Okay. Yeah. I I call bullshit. (laughs) She, she does acknowledge that it was a crutch that she'd become too reliant upon. So fair she she does realize what it is and what it has become so kudos to, to her for that not all of us are that self-reliant um or self-aware i should say it's not self-reliant but self-aware um right so anyway she and and lucian are walking through and of course she's letting lucian lead because well he knows where he is and she has no clue they're doing their thing and and apparently he's the only reason why he hadn't said anything to her as she puts it is the need for stealth kept his simmering questions at bay so i can imagine they're more than just simmering i have a funny feeling he's uh, not yeah. in hell yeah he wants to tell her off um but we'll see he, he finally leads them into a cave and of course Farah kind of stops she's like uh no 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 i knew a and he's like, okay, but like, what was her other plan? I don't even understand. Exactly. What do you do? Climb up a tree and sleep in the branches? So they, you know, they're doing their thing. And um, he has to assure her that, no, it's just an old cave. It goes around and back. It'll keep him out of sight. That he used to stay there when he lived in the autumn court and used it when he went right, hunting. Which is why I think it's so weird that she's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. And it's like, okay, um, which one of you two has been here before? <laughs> yeah exactly you know it's called blind faith for a reason sometimes you just got to trust that he's not gonna rat your ass out because truly in this case it is in his best interest to not get you guys well, exactly caught. so they do their thing and he gets a little fire and and she does realize that it, it it used to be a place where somebody used to be because there's like a little fire pit and some some bed rolls and and stuff it's old um but anyway, he says, and he does explain, he goes, I used to stay here while hunting before I left. It's just for the night. We'll find something to eat in the morning. Remember, she had packed food. And of course, now she's got all this food that they can't eat because it has fabane in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eating that would just prolong their lack of magic, which we will discuss in a little oh, while. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started. And finally... Lucian, as they're they're getting ready to go to sleep, is like, you you planned this. You really planned this. And all she said is, yeah. <laughs> like a savage. <laughs> and, and and so Lucian's just like, I knew. 
I knew you were lying the moment you unleashed that light in Highburn. My friend at the Dawn Court has the same power. Her light is identical. And it does not do whatever horseshit you lied about it doing. Which cracks me up because that means that this whole time where Kim and I were like, yeah, he's got to know, right? He probably knows. Magic eyeball. Dude knows. Didn't even need a magic eyeball. He's just like, I think I've done seen this before. (laughs) He didn't even need a magic eyeball. He's just better at picking up the little clues. Because if you recall back in Akamath, he was even the one who was like, "Um, she probably like has a lot of powers and we probably should like train those and like check that out. And Tamlin was like, no. Just a little. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh And Lucian was like, hmm. I'm thinking we really should though. So I'm not surprised that he picked up on this and was like, oh fuck, dude. Like this is all an act. So it just cracks me up because I feel like he's a better actress than she is. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, he had me more convinced that he didn't know what was going on than she had me convinced that he didn't know. Just it does. Favor lashes out. And she's like, then why not tell him? You were his faithful dog in every other sense. And of course, that just pisses him off. And uh He's glad he goes, glad to see the mask is off at least. And uh, as she says, indeed, I did let him see it all. Didn't alter or shape my face into anything but coldness. Lucian snorted. I didn't tell him for two reasons. One, it felt like kicking a male already down. I couldn't take that hope away from him. I rolled my eyes. Two, he snapped. I knew if I was correct and called you on it, you'd find a way to make sure I never saw her. Now, we're going to take a shot in the dark here, like a very obvious shot in the dark, that the her he's referencing would be Elaine, his mate. Then Feyre's response back is, is, and that's why you're here. Not because that's right, and he's always been wrong, but just because so you can get what you think you are owed. She's my mate. Which I think is wild. What a wild stance to take. Like, why would he side with you out of the goodness of his own heart? You're acting like a lunatic. Like, from his perspective, she's acting like a lunatic. And a total bitch. Right. I mean, we get it. We get it. Tamlin, like, we get it on a basic level. Tamlin, bad guy. Feyre, good guy. But, like, think of it from Lucian's perspective. Why the fuck would he know? Honestly, at this point, he could easily be like, yeah, Tamlin's an asshole, but so are you. Exactly. So it's like, what what the fuck? Yeah, of course he wants to get back to his mate, which brings me back to this whole, I feel like there's a really weird... Like the whole mating bond is just like not explained well, because I feel like if this mating bond was like as weirdly intense as they make it sound, then Pharaoh would understand because she right. would be experiencing the same thing. Like, I'm away from my mate. So why does she not get this? I think she's so consumed by anger and rage. Which like, sure, to a point. I don't know. That's why I'm saying I feel like this mating bond thing is not explained very well because I feel like in Akamath, it was explained that like mating bond above all else, which means that that would still be winning out against her, you know, anger or whatever the fuck. No, I got it. I'm just, I'm telling you what. That's okay. We're going to get in. We're going to get into this whole mating bond thing later because I like, I thought I had questions at the beginning of this book. I thought I had questions back in Akamath, but boy, howdy, do I have questions somewhere around chapter 13. But Lucian's defense is, is she's my mate. She's in my enemy's hands. And as Favor responds, and I have to say, she has been honest about this. She goes, and I've made no secret from the start that Elaine is safe and cared for. And of course, he's like, well, I'm supposed to believe you. And well, she's like, right. 
She's not like, to play yes. devil's advocate, but yeah, I'm kind of with Lucian on this. Well, yes and no, because as she sa- as she points out, I have to agree with her on this one. Yes, you are, because if I believe for one moment that my sisters were in danger, no high lord or king would have kept me from going to save them. Okay, sure, but we don't even have to agree on what safe means. You know what I mean? Like, right. Feyre could be like, oh yeah, she's safe with the fucking devil. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I agree. I mean, Lucian's looking at this like, what the fuck are you talking about? Safe from what? Safe from that asshole? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I, I get what he means in the sense, I, I understand both of them, but like, she's like, I do. You know, Elaine's not in like moral peril. Great, great. But like, also Lucian's got a point. Like, why the fuck would I trust you? You've been lying to me since you got here. Yeah, and they do, they have it out in this little section of this chapter. I mean, it this, this continues and he's like, you know, what is your motive where I was concerned? Did you plan to spare me from your path of destruction because of any genuine friendship or simply for fear of what it would do to her? Again, I get it. I understand where he's coming from. I know why he's angry. For real. Yeah, and also he's angry. And I think this is the part that's getting downplayed like <laughs> a lot. It's like, he's also angry because like, yeah, she used to be his friend. Yeah, that- like he like in in his mind more so I would argue more so than Tamlin, he's the one who was friends with her in Akatar. He is the one Absolutely. who was like friends with her under the mountain. He is the one who tried to like have her back, not terribly well, but tried in Akamath. I'm like honestly, I don't think he knew for sure what was happening when he ran into her like that we always go back to that whole thing where he like finds her and she's like don't come after me tell him I'm fine or whatever like he doesn't know he's like shit did she mean that or like is she under duress was that a code was I supposed was that code for Lucian get me out like you know what I mean like dude did the fucking best he could with the information he had he didn't even know what the fuck Tamlin was doing like he was working tamlinless so i mean i don't know i just feel like lucian gets the shit under the stick here where it's like we're supposed to be like well fair is the main character and the book is from her perspective so she's right it's like okay but like lucian's allowed to have his fucking feelings hurt here (laughs) i know i know sorry that's my lucian rant for the day i think that's my only lucian rant for the day i'm thinking about are you sure about that uh, I have a lot of rants about a lot of things, but I don't know that any of them are Lucian centric. I don't know. We had we had an interesting discussion earlier today, so I don't know. Favor finally shuts down this conversation because she's like, "Our voices are going to carry, and I'm tired." But <laughs> <laughs> like Fair. every female feels that. Fair, been there, done that. Have that T-shirt. Go, Fera. And just before they go to sleep, and I say sleep with quotes around it um he's like my father will hunt you for taking his power if he finds out <laughs> i love favor's response because and then he continues because he's like and kill you for learning how to wield it and all favor says is he can get in line <laughs> i know i thought that was great i had to laugh because it sort of reminded me back to akatar like it felt out of place but awesome at the same time so it kind of reminded me of akatar like i like your balls Farrah. <laughs> whatever the fuck 
And I'm like, exactly. yeah, I feel like this line was the same way where I was like, suddenly I didn't feel like I was a fantasy land anymore, but it was funny and I'm okay with it. Exactly. Exactly. It was great. And then of course we get a snowflake. Um, I'm going to say now, because this is something I was ranting about earlier to, to yeah. Kelsey, this chapter goes on and really on, fucking does. And on has like a million snowflakes. So I'm going to try and skip through yeah. the argument that they had right there kind of set some stuff up and it was important For sure. to talk about it because, you know, I've kind of been saying, I think he knows more than he's letting on. And now we know. He confirmed that. So I wanted to make sure everybody is clear that that's what happened. I mean, as we will find out in these later chapters in this episode, he knew, but like, did he really know? Because I feel like everything still feels like news to him. <laughs> he knew some, he guessed some, and he was praying to God he was wrong on the rest. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think that's the key. I think he was like, they wake up the next morning. They're both tired because neither one of them really slept, but they at least got to like rest their bodies. Which, as I will say right now, is big because as it continues, that becomes more of a challenge as they as they slog their way right. through the autumn court. And as she says, Reese had not come and I had not heard a whisper of him down the bond. She felt for her magic, but only ashes greeted her. <laughs> wow. That Fabian was some powerful stuff, man. They must have like super juiced that apple or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Like, I have this crazy, like, I know how they explained, you know, is watered, tended in the king's garden and the whole bit, and fed nothing but basically water filled with Fabian. But I have this crazy image of like a big fat syringe being stuck into it and squeezed in with the Fabian. <laughs> uh, Fair is like, we had north. Until Fabian's out of her systems and we can winnow. Or I can contact Reese and the others. And of course, Lucian is like, my father's court is due north. We need to go east or west. Right. And as Farah says, east takes us too close to summer. And I won't lose the time that we will lose going too far to the west. We're going to go straight north again is like a wild stance to take because who has been here before and like i understand that her thought process was like i can't go to summer i got the blood ruby on my head but does she not understand that traveling with lucian through the autumn court is basically the same fucking thing <laughs> it's not worse like what the hell yeah because like Ares is or like yeah like Ares and his dad are both lunatics like, I mean, at least I, I hate to say it. I feel like Tarquin just in a moment of anger sent the blood rubies. I'm not sure he'd really do much of anything. I feel very like a little might. bit, very might. But I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Tarquin would be like, mm, I'm not going to try that hard. Like, unless she comes knocking on my fucking door, I'm not going to like expend energy on this. I mean, they banned, they banned Cassian and. Right right yeah it's not like they've bothered to make that too uh extreme yeah so i don't know i'm just saying like yeah i agree it may actually almost be a worse move to be like hey hey baron i have your son here la 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 also you hate me just for existing because i have a little drip and drop of your power i mean like yeah seriously like baron hates her and lucian at least tark would be like who's this guy <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh, wait, that's that 
dude from Tamlin's court. Yeah, he'd be like, huh, vaguely remember you. <laughs> exactly. I don't think I have a blood ruby on your head. So what are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you with her? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I feel like Tarquin would let him get a word in. Baron, probably not so much. No. And of course, all Pharaoh has to say to the too bad, tough shit, I'm, I'm overruling you. We're going my way. <laughs> Which is really what she does. She's steamrolling. Oh, yeah. And she's like, then we're just going to have to remain unseen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. You don't have magic, but they do. Good luck, lady. Yeah. And then she this does is kind it. of like in Akatar when she was sneaking around and it wasn't until later that she was like, oh, you could fucking hear me the whole time. And they were like, yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, lady. You're special. They dump the contaminated food because they realize if they had it, they'll be tempted to eat it. And the last thing they want to do is put more Fabian into their system. I respect that. So we get a snowflake. Again, like I said, this chapter goes on. They walk through the autumn woods. And as Feyre has time to finally like look around, she does say that it's like looking inside a jewel box because of all the pretty colors and, you know, all the different colors on the leaves and the sunlight. And it's, it's pretty, which I would agree. And of course, her stomach is starting to grow because she's hungry because she hasn't eaten since the day before early. And sadly, all that food had Fabian in it. <laughs> so the poor thing is probably actually quite hungry, I admit. Lucian is looking to find food. And I love how she says this. His woods by blood and law. He was a son of this forest. And here he looked crafted from it for it. even that gold eye. And here again, yeah. she comments about how, I mean, in a weird way, she's saying how attractive he is. Yeah. Yeah. Fair is weirdly obsessed with pollution. <laughs> now, in fairness, in fairness, I will admit, I'm weirdly obsessed with pollution. So that's part of the problem. But, <laughs> but you've been weirdly obsessed since the first book, and she wasn't obsessed with him in the first book. True, but... I do feel like we did note upon the reread that like she does once or twice point out that he's like really good looking. And again, it was like hilarious because we were like, everybody's really good looking except for Tamlin. <laughs> like, I feel like you're right. Like in Akatar, she's not particularly like attracted to him, but she's not not attracted to him either because she still notices a lot of weird little like physicality mm -hmm. things about him that it's like, if he was unattractive, you wouldn't be paying attention. <laughs> but yes, I don't know. I don't know what kind of weird, like, fake crack we're on at the spring court that we're like, and then his strong, muscular hands. Like, Jesus Christ, lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're making me want to vomit, and I love him. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Lucian mm. <laughs> finally stops beside a stream. And apparently he claims that it had been rich with trout and fish. And of course, Farrah being Farrah is trying to figure out a way to make a fishing pole. <laughs> ah, Lucian right. just rolls up his pants and walks in. <laughs> yeah, like the weird hillbilly boy. Like. <laughs> I have to say, can I tell you, I had this weird, I, I guess I've been watching far too many survivor type shows, like, <laughs> like wilderness survival shows. 
<laughs> because I, I couldn't figure out if I was imagining something like Bear Grylls <laughs> or Les Stroud. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Walking out there. Yeah, the it. whole thing. Yeah, something about it just felt wild. <laughs> like, <laughs> so funny. Again, it was kind of a moment where I was like, this doesn't feel like it fits in. I stand by this book feels really fucking weird in the beginning. (laughs) I don't know. And seriously, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have a a friend with a really um, solid theory about why (laughs) the beginning of this book is so damn weird. And like when she first said it, I was like, nah. And now I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, We'll probably share that in a uh, future Patreon episode when we get her on again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll have her explain her thought process because it's a little down a rabbit hole, but she's got a point. She does. She totally, totally does. <laughs> so anyway, he basically goes in and he's, you know, fishing fish, quite literally just reaching and grabbing fish and throwing them on the, the riverbank before Favor can even put together a fishing pole of any kind. Oi. <laughs> they did make a fire to cook the fish because they weren't going to eat raw fish. I mean, sushi's no good. No sushi's. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to have sushi for for, for food which no i can sushi, no sashimi. <laughs> what can i say maybe they don't know what sushi is i i don't know anyway that feels like something you can only get in volaris <laughs> that would be a volaris food wouldn't it wouldn't it that really would it definitely would be like a oh no you know where else adriana i could totally see them having having sushi in Adriata right there on the water. God, yeah. Yeah, I, I second that. So, but you have to have a port, I think, to be able to get sushi. So, <laughs> though they, they were worried about the flames the, and the smoke from the fire, they, they sucked it up. It was a whole lot easier to hide it during the day than it would have been, you know, at night. They didn't talk, they just ate. And of course, then we get a snowflake again. So at least we know they found food to eat and they're eating food that is not in any way, shape or form filled with fabing. Then this next section, this is where I start to have questions with the timeline and Kelsey and I talked about this. Oh yeah, we got lots of questions. So after the snowflake, the next section starts and it literally starts off with this sentence. We hiked north for five days, hardly exchanging a word. Okay, I'm, I want to talk about this. Oh, so yes, please do. We, we had, that's six days at this point. Okay, yep. we've had all this Fabian in their system and there's no magic back yet, none. Yeah, so I, yeah, the first time I read this book, I didn't catch it. I probably completely missed the line about it being five days. I was probably just like, yada, yada, mm-hmm, some time passed. But like <laughs> reading it this time, I'm really distracted. Not only, like, I could live with the five days. I could, I could live with it. I still think I got a lot of questions, but I could live with it. My confusion lies in the fact that the, one of the creepy twins was like, yeah, like we've been lacing your food with it forever. I could live with the five days. I could, I don't want to, but I could. Um, The problem I have is 
something that one of the creepy twins said where they were like, oh, we've been lacing your food with it for, you know, since we got here or whatever. They even implied, right, that they gave it to Ianthe to put in their food prior to them, like even getting there and shit. So like they've been lacing their food for weeks, but one apple made the fucking difference. Because everything was just giving her headaches up until now. And then one apple and we're out of power for six days. That don't make no sense. I'm with you. It does not. This and uh, she ate the apple. I know Lucian ate other shit and he probably ate an apple at some point, but we don't even hear a, a, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember them saying explicitly like that apple Lucian's eating. We got that one poisoned too or whatever. Like, so what no. the fuck's his problem? I don't know. Like, were they just both eating like six apples that day and they were like, yeah, you're fucked now? I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I get, I get why it's going to take so long for them to get their, their magic back. Okay. Because it becomes a, a way to drive the plot and and to drive this part of the story. Sure. Sure. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Plot wise. I just think there's some sort of like mechanical error for lack of a better way to put it. Well, okay. Yes. Because let's face it at five days in the last book in Akamath, Reese said flat out, if she, if, if Lucian had taken her to the Supreme Court against her will, yeah, Reese would have torn the world apart for My her. My dude, yeah, that was a point. I, I was going to let that one, I was going to let that, I'm going to let sleep the dogs lie until we got to, got back to the night court. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. I have, well, yeah, I have like two parts to this, but yeah. So first part now, second part later. First part is, yeah, I agree with you. The five days doesn't fucking fly. I'm supposed to believe that the mating bond went dark five days ago. And Reese is just like, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, he's just like, hmm, I guess that's okay. I mean, like you and I talked about this earlier. 24 hours. I would give it maybe 24 hours because exactly. he's got a better head on his shoulders, say, than Tamlin. I could see Reese talking himself off a ledge for 24 hours and being like, look, maybe she did it on purpose. Maybe Tam was onto her, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like once about 24 hours hit, I would think that he'd be like, okay, team, we have to figure out a plan. <laughs> like something is Not wrong. only that, not only that, but- where the fuck is Azrael in his shadows? <laughs> yeah, when you and I were talking earlier, I was like, I hate to throw ass under the bus, but he's the shittest. He's the shittest spy master. How come he doesn't know more? Isn't the whole point of him that he has like peeps everywhere in all of the courts reporting back? How does he not have eyes on the ground in the Supreme Court? What the fuck? Or in the autumn court, for that matter. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I really struggle with the fact that, you know, it's been six days and (laughs) nobody from the night court has basically beaten the shit out of other people to get to her. Piggyback off of this when we get to chapter 13, because then I have like a whole nother bone to pick because then it's like, okay, cool. I had questions about the timeline, but now I have just more questions about everything yeah (laughs) i now have questions about all you people so 
anyway, that's my sidetrack on that because now really, I mean, let's face it, people, based off of what happened at the last book, this just, the timeline does not track. No, well, and the timeline doesn't really track in general because, right? okay, like, I guess because I'm, I'm thinking about just like logistically, okay, so like, I'm confused. Are you telling me that the autumn court is like, I don't know, for example, the size of Texas, but all the other courts are the size of New Jersey? Because like, I don't understand why when she was a human and she was in human land and she had to like bust her ass through the woods to find a fucking hole in the wall to come back to the spring court that whole shiznit took like three days yeah and two of those days were just looking for the fucking hole in the wall so you're telling me that like way less distance existed between her like familial home and the manor house of the spring court than yep. like one end of autumn to the other. As I guess. Pay? <laughs> like, don't yeah. you people like walk fast? I don't know. I just, yeah, I, yeah. The, I mean, all right. They may, they may not have their their enhanced senses right now. They may not have any of their magic, but they're still stronger right. and faster. Yeah, so right. I don't. So I, there are things that just don't add up. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just have a lot of questions about the timeline. Most, mostly because if you recall, we spent a lot of time talking about the timeline in Akatar, and that book fucking flies. Like some of those things should, in theory, take more time than they do. Like those, that shit just flies. So you're like, okay, fine. If I'm going to take that for face value and be like, yeah, yeah, shit flies here. Well, then this should be taking five days. What's going on? Yeah. Also, like side tangent, if it's supposed to be based off of England, I can tell you that from one end of England to the other is, yeah, a lot more like crossing Jersey than Texas. Unless you're adding the Highlands in, at which point Scotland is its own animal. (laughs) Okay, but then that's still like, okay, let's get to Manhattan. No, I'd say probably like Boston. (laughs) Five days through one part of it. Exactly. I don't disagree. I'm just saying. Hilly and mountainous. I hadn't really thought about that till this moment until you said Highland. Like, until you said, yeah, like maybe it's like really uncomfortable. Like maybe they're making a lot of ups and downs. It's possible. Could be. And to be, fair, to be fair, in Akatar, when she like came to the wall, she had a pony. True. But to me, in my head, Faye and pony, same thing. I would agree. No, actually, I would agree. And, and you know what, like, we'll put a pin in that about the terrain for later in the book. Mm. I don't remember. Okay. (laughs) You will in a little bit. I'll, I'll remind you much closer towards the end of the book. I'm just frustrated by this whole five days thing, but they hike for five days. Like I said, five days to cross most of the autumn court. They're still not out of autumn, by the way. And apparently she makes a comment that Baron's house, the actual house, like the manor house, but what they, anyway, Baron's house. Whatever, yeah. Is so big that you might walk from one end of the house to the other and it would take you half the morning. Okay, that's a big house. And also you decided to get this fucking close to it. Why? (laughs) 
uh, well, there's that, okay. But I don't understand, I just don't understand unless they had to go that slow to make sure they weren't seen. I, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense. True, maybe we have some stealthy maneuvers. I don't know. That would be giving them the benefit of the doubt, I guess. Yeah. The other part I find disturbing is this. They're talking about passing around the house. And as she says, you know, layers and circles of centuries ringing it in the trees, on the ground, atop the moss coated shingles and stones of the house itself. I knew, oh, what is it now? No enemies approached Baron's home without his knowledge and none left without his permission. I knew we'd pass beyond Lucian's known map of their patrol routes and stations when his shoulders sagged. Okay, question. He grew up there. Now, yes, he mm -hmm. hasn't lived there in a long time, but they're really going to change the patrol routes that much? Yeah. Uh... I feel like some of that may, and that's why I said this, just all of this feels really awkward to me because it feels uh, like she, like, I feel like Sarah J. Mass was trying to tell us something, but then like quit explaining it in the middle. I, I, from what we know from previous books and her writing style and characters in general and blah, 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 I would beg to say, I don't know how much it is that he doesn't know or thinks that they changed them as much as I think he spent years trying to forget. Mm -hmm. And so now trying to pull that information out of his head, I don't think he feels confident that he's not missing something. You know what I mean? Right. I think he's been gone for a very long time and he has actively tried to forget. And I think that suddenly he's standing there and he's going like, I don't know if what I know is what I know, or if what mm -hmm. I know is what I think I know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, mm -hmm. I feel like that might be what she was trying to tell us, but then we just got the one sentence instead, which I do wonder with the length of this book. And, and we may have mentioned this in one of the earlier episodes this season already. I do wonder with the length of this book, if it was even longer when she did her first manuscript mm -hmm. and a lot got cut out, particularly in the beginning. I would agree. And that would make a lot. And that, of would, that would make a lot of sense as to why some of this feels really uncomfortable because she was trying to keep enough to get us like from point A to point B, but not giving us the detail we're used to. True. And okay. She just says, she does say something in this little section that does make me think. Maybe part of the reason why they haven't gotten their powers back that the Fabian is still taking a hold mm -hmm. is that they're not really sleeping. I mean, sure. And you're, not, and you're not really letting your body rest and they're pushing themselves as hard as they are. They're I not mean, eating a whole lot. Sure. But Feyre also like managed to win out under the mountain on like half a meal sleeping on rocks, uh, worried about her life as a human so <laughs> i'm not saying that i'm just I know. saying i know i guess what i'm saying is like that's as good of an explanation as any i just feel like again a lot of these things seem contradictory to me fair enough fair enough i'm just you know putting that out there no you do you she does acknowledge that 
the reason why the, the bond with, with Resand was so muffled is because of the Feybane. And she does, she does even wonder in here, I wonder if Reese is looking for me, if he'd felt the silence. Okay. No, bro. Just five days. You haven't heard from her in a way. <laughs> they okay, okay, stopped. okay. Sorry. Like now I'm just suddenly thinking, I'm like, okay, maybe we're being too hard on this. Maybe. Are we thinking? Okay. This is the only thing I got. And I still feel like it's contradictory as fuck because of what we're going to bring up in chapter 13. But fine. Let's pretend that <laughs> this isn't a normal response. <laughs> uh, maybe it's because they weren't talking down the bond all day, every day anyway, to like try to, you know, keep the bond quiet that she's thinking, well, you know, it wasn't unheard of for us to not talk for a week here or there. I, I argue it's not the same thing because he has to have felt that it totally went dead versus exactly. just not talking. But I mean, I guess maybe <laughs> if you're ti- like going back to your tired and hungry theory, I guess maybe if you're tired and hungry, you wouldn't be thinking straight. And they were eating apples, um, which go you, go them. Um, I'll be honest, after everything that happened, I don't know if I'd want to eat apples, but hey. And they're sitting there. And then Lucian brings up a really interesting thing. I guess they've decided to start being chatty-patty now with each other. He's like, the farmlands and fields are near. We have to stay out of sight now. And this brings up the whole, so they're out of the woods. So now I guess they must be. So maybe maybe the woods are very hilly. I don't know. And they're kind of going down because they're in the fields. Maybe. Anyway, I don't know. Um, but you find out that the the lover that his father and brothers had killed was from uh, the farmlands, flatlands, and that they really don't like Lucian, especially because he didn't save her from being killed. Right, his first that, love there. Not that I think he he... I don't think that he tried, you know, like, I don't think that he was able to, I don't think that it wasn't that he tried. He, he really wasn't in a position where he yeah, could have done anything anyway. Exactly. And, and from my understanding of the situation, it all just kind of happened so fast. There wasn't much to be done. Exactly. So I don't know why people were pissed off, but apparently Baron, here's a shocker, doesn't treat his people well. So they would sell him out. <laughs> right. To Baron, um, you know, because he's an asshole and there are assholes in the process mm-hmm. i do like his explanation though and this is kind of interesting it, it remember how tamlin kind of explained that his brothers hated him i mean they couldn't deny the power right right this is interesting because lucian explains as the youngest of seven sons i wasn't particularly needed or wanted perhaps it was a good thing I was able to study longer than my father allowed my brothers before shoving them out the door to rule over some territory within our lands. And I could train for as long as I liked, since no one believed I'd be dumb enough to kill my way up along the long line of long list of heirs. And when I grew, grew bored with studying and fighting, I learned what I could from the, of the land from the people and learned about the people too. And as Pharaoh says, I'd say that sounds more like high lord and more high lord like than the life of an idle, unwanted son. 
And in any normal court, that would probably be the case. Yes. So he says, as he says, did you think it was mere hatred that prompted my brothers to do their best to break and kill me? Yeah. Which is like super interesting because I think like up until this point, we've talked about how like Tamlin didn't want to be High Lord. That was not (laughs) his shtick. And even Reese kind of it was like a different kind of breeding where it was like, he kind of knew that's what was probably going to happen, but it wasn't, it it was more like a thing he learned to live with. Not like a thing that he was like, Oh yeah, I want that job. (laughs) Right. Right. Versus I think, so we just kind of haven't paid attention to Lucian and how he falls into like his line of succession. But I think Lucian's looking at it more like, it's not what I would have, like, I wasn't trying to pick it for myself, but like, I still knew, like, if I was gonna be, I wanted to be good at it. Unlike Tamlin, who I don't think that ever, like, crossed his mind. <laughs> like, I don't think, like, a yeah. fiber in Tamlin's being was like, I should try to be the best Tyler. <laughs> like, I don't think that's his personality. Versus I think Lucian was like, I'm not saying I particularly want it, but if it happened, I would want to be good at it. And I would want to be better than my father, which is, I think, a lot of it. Well, yeah. You know, unlike his brothers who are just mini barons. (laughs) Yeah. And mm, put a pin in that. Because we're going to come back to all of this later in the book. (sighs) Yeah. If you've read the whole book, you know what I'm alluding to. And if you haven't and you're reading along with us, then I'm going to behave and not... Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. So yeah, there's that part too. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's a whole nature versus nurture discussion that I can't. <laughs> Not right now. Anyway, they finish up their little discussion and we get yet another snowflake. Like I said, this damn chapter goes on for freaking ever. Mm-hmm. They finally clear the valley. And they're in the foothills. They're on the edge of the foothills and they see, you know, snowy mountains. So they must be finally getting close to the winter court border. Dear God, it took long enough. One would think. So we are now going on day seven if we're keeping track of the days, people. Mm -hmm. Just doing the math. And this is where I I question the math because, again, the math doesn't add up. The foothills leaped into gray snow-capped mountains that marked the start of the shared range with the winter court. If we could get over the border in a day or two, day eight, day nine, perhaps my powers would have returned enough to contact Reese or winnow the rest of the way home. (sighs) This is why I have problems with this timeline. Like, seriously have problems. And later in the book, considering some stuff that happens with regard to Fabian, I really have yeah. problems with this. I really have issues with this. But anyway, they're climbing through the mountains and they finally find a, they, they're near the top and they're looking for a cave to basically sleep in for the night. And I do love this. This one has me laughing, though I do question it to some degree. And you and I talked about this earlier. Because all of a sudden they're they climbed over this one boulder and they're near the top of of one of the foothills. Right. Lucian's panting, man. He's just like he's out of breath. He's totally yeah. winded. He's sucking wind. And Thayer is like, yeah, okay, whatever. Let's keep going. 
And he's like, how are you not winded? And she's like, I trained. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Yes, Cassian trained (laughs) you. But were you training in secret in the spring court? Right. Because anybody who's been hanging out with books and barbells knows that if you took a couple of weeks off from working out and then jumped back into saving Perthian or her new challenge that just started, we are earning our siphons this time, guys. Um, <laughs> at the sidebar, uh, check it out in the show notes. Um, anyway, unless it, you want to earn your your wings, do whatever. Exactly, yes, we got options. Option. But anyway, like anybody who's been working out and then takes a couple weeks off because they go on vacation or an injury or you know takes a few months off because they're like pregnant and shit when you get back into it you are sucking wind and so the idea that all of a sudden she's just like yeah yeah this is fine and lucian who presumably has been off and on training at least a little bit since that's his like you know fucking job like right you're telling me that she's out out hiking him yeah yeah i feel you i got questions of course, his response is, well, I figured that after you took on Dagden and won. Fair. Of course, Fair was like, no, I just had the element of surprise. And he's oh. like, no, that was all you. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of cute that he's like, that was pretty cool, though. <laughs> and he does thank her for having his back with Ianthe and mm-hmm. the weird twins. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they, I guess they're finally, you know, after almost six days on the lamb that they're finally becoming friends again. <laughs> oh, yeah. You and I talked about this. I was saying how, like, can you imagine, like, they've just been practically not speaking for like six days. Dude, if I had to spend six straight days hiking with some motherfucker, spending the night huddled up for warmth with some motherfucker, I would definitely... Mm-hmm be like day three i'd be like okay i guess you're okay dude (laughs) you know no way that i would just be like no (laughs) exactly (laughs) Uh, exactly anyway we get another snowflake (laughs) like i'm telling you guys this chapter goes on they finally get some sleep they did build a fire in their cave and <clears throat> she does acknowledge that she must be given some of her powers back because in her dream she she swam through his dreams yeah like in her dreams her brain goes down a little rabbit hole into his brain for a bit so she sees herself through his eyes and finally she falls back to sleep which is really interesting because she makes a note that I guess because she's supposed to be sleeping. I guess they were she- sleeping in shifts is mm-hmm. my understanding. Mm-hmm. And so she, as she's falling asleep, she goes into his mind and she sees what he sees. And she realizes that he looks at her and still like kind of has this like protective, like she's a little human mm-hmm. view. Mm-hmm. And I just think that is such a weird thing that she like, finds that acknowledges. out yeah she finds that out internally acknowledges it for a second and then just like never 
looks back to that. And I feel like that is a huge deal for multiple reasons because it proves that he, none of this was ever about like hurting her. If he did, that wasn't his intention because like, even now he still looks at her and feels like he has to take care of her. I think that he has felt like that since the minute she showed up in the spring court in Akatar. Like, I think, you know what I mean? Like that this, and that yes. and it goes back to what you and I were saying, which is, I just find the whole thing kind of wild because I feel like she completely ignores the fact that like, he has always thought of her as a friend, even if she doesn't think of him as one. And exactly. I think it's super weird that in this moment, even after they've been fighting and like, he knows she can hold her own and he knows she's not a human anymore. That's still when he looks at her, what he sees. Exactly. Like, how is she not acknowledging the fact that, like, actually, that's kind of nice. Like, that's that. It may not always be convenient. That's what he sees. But you know, I still think that's better than the alternative. He doesn't see her as a monster. No, I I agree, and I think that that is important. That that his view of her is very yeah, and which also, I mean, side note, I. You know, I still stand though. I really think that they could have gotten together if they wanted to. I just feel like that's even more interesting when you think about that. And then you consider that her sister is his mate. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's that whole know. that whole thing. But I mean, I just think it's really interesting that like if you think about it, um, yeah, well, like his sister being his her, you know, his mate is interesting too for the same reason, which is if he looks at her and still sees a little human girl, basically, then probably he sees Elaine the same way, which is really interesting because the whole thing, it's like they only made it because she became Faye, but he still doesn't see her that way. Just like we kind of noted in this book, it even seems like Feyre didn't particularly notice Lucian until she became Faye. Clearly Lucian noticed her beforehand because that's still how he sees her exactly so it's just interesting because i kind of get the feeling that he like i said lucian and reese are way more similar than lucian and tamlin and so i think I lucian sees Feyre a lot like how reese saw Feyre in the beginning which is just like this poor helpless girl who's also really pretty and i like her personality <laughs> yeah and i agree with that. i think that makes perfect sense and yeah. that, that works i totally get that um, so it's just weird that she like semi acknowledges this for a minute and then is like, never mind, take a nap. <laughs> pretty much. And of course, we get another snowflake. Yeah. This time, though, they're woken up and not because they wake up on their own. No, 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 no. They are woken up by visitors in their cave and mm-hmm. it's not friendly people. <laughs> no. No. Lucian's brothers have found them and two of them have Lucian pinned and Eris has Feyre at knife point. And that's where the chapter ends, finally. Finally. I told y'all this chapter went on and on and on and on. I was like, dear God, does it end? Chapter 12. Chapter 12 is pretty speedy, though, by comparison. It is. It's very speedy. And as Feyre does acknowledge, well, Eris basically is like, father is rather put out that you didn't stop by to say hello, which means they knew this whole time right. that Feyre and Lucian were there. Dumb. Again, where the fuck is Reese? 
Yeah. Yeah, don't get me started. That's real. <laughs> Sorry. Anyone? <laughs> well, except Morgan, but I know why Morgan would be a no. Beyond yeah, that, we'll get to that. <laughs> beyond that, where the hell are the boys? Yeah. Fuck, I can't For- believe that Tamlin hasn't found them by now. <laughs> oh, shit. And he's a dumbass. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Tamlin decided to try the summer court and found out that there's a blood ruby on her head. And he's like, well, fine. Fuck it. Yeah, right. He went the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> now I'm envisioning a whole side quest of Tamlin, like, like running his ass through the summer court until finally uh, Darkwind's like, hey, what you doing here? He's like, I'm looking for favor. He's like, oh, good if you find her uh i would like her head on a platter please wait what (laughs) pretty much yeah (laughs) wait i know what i know what do you know (laughs) what do you mean you put a blood ruby out on her head (laughs) what like damn it would be like when the hell was she here right i feel like damn would be like i know what she did to me what'd she do to you (laughs) (laughs) when was she when wait slow that what yeah, that's exactly yeah. exactly they it. They can form the angry ex boyfriends club. <laughs> that's one way to put it. They yeah. could, couldn't they? Yeah, Ooh. pretty much. Ooh. Dark one's like interesting. Kinda, dark one's like I kind of liked her though. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay, carry on. I wanted her to be my friend. What? Yeah, yeah, I feel some sort of way about Tarquin, but we'll get to that later in this book too. Yes, if we, we ever will. get through chapter 12. <laughs> we will. So chapter 12 actually is pretty quick. Um so Eris has Pharaoh at knife point. Mm-hmm. Uh Lucian's trying to negotiate for their freedom. He's arguing with his other two brothers and with Eris, and they're trying to get him out. But Fairy does realize that she's working up with just enough power that she she might be able to do something. Mm-hmm. And, Convenient. And Lucian's smart. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Lucian's smart enough to be on the same page with her, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So when Eris tries to shove Fera out of the front of the cave, he stumbles a little, loses his, his footing underneath him. And Fera falls back on all that training those months of training from cassian thank god for cassian man I tell right. you what I, like hello cassian um we'll get to that also in this episode but he's the real mvp <laughs> he is and and truly cassian this is this is one of the reasons why i and 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 you know this that he is one of my favorite characters and this is why because mm-hmm. he literally trained her for every possible Mm-hmm. scenario yeah and she uses her training to throw him off balance and you know they were able to um kind of escape away get out the the front she and lucian and they combined what little magic they both had and mm-hmm. buried eris and the other boys in the, the cave right Uh, underneath the rock landslide using firepower which seriously if you have enough power to do that i'd be like screaming down the bond at my at my mate get me the fuck out of here right now right so that's my bone to pick with chapter 13 
Um, yeah, but you're right. It kind of starts here, which is, yeah. Why, if you have your magic back, are you making the decisions that you're making is basically my entire thought process. It's not even that it's, if you have enough magic to do that, you have enough magic to get on your bond and get a hold of your mate and tell him, here i am on the border between winter and autumn come get my ass because that's the thing so like you and i talked about this offline and and yeah to sum it up because we we bitched about this for like 45 minutes i can understand that she doesn't have a fucking gps locator i can understand that the bond went dark and so everybody's kind of at a loss at the moment but what i can't fucking understand is when the bond went dark, why do I feel like nobody in the night court did anything for a straight fucking week? Like, exactly. why, why, like, okay, that part we'll kind of get into in chapter 13, because that's when we get details that irritate me. But right now it sort of feels like, is anybody looking for her? I don't know. But what we do know is that from her end, at least twice now, she's had like little, little like shimmers of hope as far as her powers are concerned. And like you said, she didn't bother to scream down the bond. You know what I mean? And also again, I understand she doesn't have a GPS locator, but remember when she was fighting like at the end of chapter 10, when she's like fighting creepy twins, how is she not shouting down the bond then? Because that would have been a great time to be like, Mayday, Mayday, <laughs> we have a problem. Like, because at the very least, she should have been able to get a message down the bond that was shit hit the fan. Because even exactly. if all Reese got was shit hit the fan, he'd be mm-hmm. out looking for her. But right now she's like, I don't know if anybody's looking for me. Well, they would be if you had done anything useful in your last moments with power and then like you said she's got it now and she's still not doing that and that's why i'm like i just have questions about her choices when she has her magic back i also have questions about using like firepower to get the whole like rock thing i I, yeah i got questions about that too i don't know i just yeah i yeah i don't understand why like this is (laughs) these are the steps we're taking because they don't make a lot of logical sense to me though i guess they chose fire because that is Lucian's. Sure, sure. Which means I guess it's probably most powerful for Lucian in the like autumn court. Sure. Not not only that, but she can then use the firepower she has. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, to like uh, yeah to piggyback off of. But like we said, if you're going to be piggybacking off of anything, why are you not <laughs> simultaneously trying to be like autumn court, autumn court? Get me the fuck out of here now. Yeah. yeah, I know. SOS. Um, they do realize that everything was in that, unless they were literally wearing it on their body, everything, everything, food, their packs, yes. extra clothes, anything they had packed, weapons were left in the cave. Yep. So they are now literally leaving with whatever is on their bodies. And apparently in the middle of the night lucian decided to be the nice guy and put his cloak on top of yeah that was part of that little dream sequence thing when she was falling asleep and she saw through his eyes because that's what when he was looking at her being all human like and tiny and helpless he put his cloak over her as a blanket yeah 
And that's why it's like, I, I just stand by what the fuck? Like, I don't understand their relationship. I do not understand Lucian's motivations. I do not understand how she can be like, I don't understand how after that moment, she has even like the least bit of assholery left for him. I agree. No, I agree. (sighs) Like, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. But they start running and, oh, we get a snowflake. And they are now truly in the mountains, trying to cross into the winter court. Yep. And it's cold, people, because we're going to winter, which is fine. Um, I I find it interesting that, I I just find it interesting that they're talking, she's suddenly not talking about how cold it is. Um. And she does acknowledge if she were still human, she'd be dead. So, right. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of chilly, I'm guessing. They're trying to get away from 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 Eris and the other brothers. They haven't seen them, but that doesn't mean that they aren't behind them. Right, right. So they got to keep hauling ass. Now she is saying she has tried over and over to shout down the bond at Reese, to winnow, to grow wings, to fly out, anything. Right, and so like now she's trying after she used the little bit of power she had. It's like too late, bitch. Yeah, but at least she's she's finally trying again. Thank God. Dumbass, yes. And as she says, though, the Fabian stifling grip still had the majority of my power in check, so all right sucks to be her we knew they were close to the winter court border just because of the the wind and how cold it was and the snow right and she knew that once as she says once we were over at eris and the others wouldn't dare set foot in another court's territory okay sure yeah that feels like a stretch but okay i almost feel like it's a dare yeah and something tells me Eris is not the one you want to dare. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, who do you think you're dealing with? <laughs> um, she's hurting. She definitely knows that they have to worry about the cold and the, the exposure at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucian is just seriously sucking air and sucking wind. Yeah. I'm like, all right, dude, you got issues. You need to get your ass in shape. <laughs> yeah, but he's also like freezing his ass off. So true. Because he gave away one extra layer of clothes to her that's mm-hmm. now left in that, whatever that cave was. Feyre is insistent that they have to find a cave. Right. Even if they don't, even if they don't, you know, build a fire, they have to find somewhere to get out of the wind and just rest. Even if they don't sleep, they just need to be able to, to stop for a little bit and let their bodies rest. Right. Do wonder, you know, if they're even going to make it through the night. But we get a snowflake. <laughs> they did find a cave. Uh, it was shielded from the wind and sight, so they weren't terribly yeah. worried about her brothers, his brothers. They tried to find something to make a fire with, had no success finding wood or anything else. So they're yeah, in the cave sucks. with no heat other than literally sharing body heat. So they're snuggled up under her cape, um, cloak, and, uh, you know. Sharing body heat, literally cuddled up together because well, the only way they're going to stay warm. And I find that interesting too Ish. because it's written kind of like basically pointing out that it's like super awkward or whatever. And it's like I said, mm-hmm. I find it so mm-hmm. weird to me because I feel like it should have been so awkward four days ago. But you guys have been traveling together for a week 
And like I said, especially after the whole going into his brain, seeing how he sees you thing, it's almost mm-hmm. like the least you owe him is that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, agree. I, I get it. Like he kind of got in the way of your plans or whatever, but honestly, like he's not Tamlin. You cannot take out your anger on Tamlin on Lucian. This wasn't Lucian's doing this dude mm-hmm. just wants to get back to his mate, just wants to try to do the right thing. And like, yep. as you saw through his eyeballs, the right thing was doing his fucking best to protect your ass and keep you warm. So like, exactly. Uh, where like I don't know to me this is like the last like you should not be feeling as awkward as like it feels to read this like if anybody gets to be awkward it's Lucian at this point <laughs> I, you know absolutely he does she's just it's Feyre and we both know that she can be very yeah she's dense. <laughs> she is trying to to scream down the bond at, at, at Reese to come and find her but so far no dice. So they're huddled up together in this cave, in the very back of this cave, in the dark, trying to use body heat to stay warm under her cloak. And, and because it's TV and we get to do what we want, I think it starts here. We have our somewhat of a heart to heart. Not really. This is not a particularly great heart to heart, which is why it could be better, honestly. And so we have our little conversation. I think you do take a slight nap, but you wake up to instead of this very defensive, like, fuck you, we're sharing a blanket to more like him actually having her like wrapped up. Like he couldn't help it. That's just what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think there has to be that like shift in there at some point. Absolutely, because if we don't, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because I, like I said, I have questions. <laughs> we both do. Anyway, so many. Carry on. But he has he he asks her to tell him about Elaine. Yep. And so she starts, and she explains that you know she likes the garden, and she's always loved to grow things, and you know she's an amazing gardener. Like her gardens were able to rival anything in Prithian. But she didn't farm food, mind you, because the, the yeah, fandom loves flowers. to remind you that while the family's fucking starving to death, this bitch was making a cut flower garden. <laughs> yeah, she can make really pretty flowers. God forbid you actually try to grow fruit and vegetable or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah the fandom loves okay. to hate on that fact. They do. But she makes a comment at the very end of the, her little thing, and she's like, she acted like a purebred lady in every guard but that. And Lucian's like acted. You talk about her as if she's dead. And I think this is an astute insight coming from Vera. And I, I don't know. I mean, God knows she's had at this point several weeks to ponder it. Right. And she's like, I don't know what changes the cauldron wrought on her. I don't think going home is an option, no matter how she might yearn to. Right. Of course. Lucian's trying to say, oh, but Prithian's got to be better. And that's when Feyre drops the bomb. No, she's engaged to a human man yeah. who hates fairies. And, and, and poor Lucian's just like, ah! <laughs> what? Yeah. what? What? Like she's. Yeah, oh, he yeah. kind of just like repeats her words slowly back at her. She's my, my maid is engaged to a human male. To what? a human. Yeah. Who hates fairies? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, he does. He does say he's. He just wants to see her just once to know. And Fair's like, no, what? And Lucian says, and this is actually kind of sweet. If she is worth fighting for, 
I know, but I feel like that's exactly why the fandom's so irritated because given what we know, we all feel like the answer is no. <laughs> like at this moment in time, the answer is probably not. And unfortunately, the answer for most of Akawar is no. No. <laughs> and I think that's what's so well, irritating. As, still, uh, as well as Frost and Starlight and Silver Flame. Yeah. Yeah, there's like one shining moment towards the end of Akawar where you're like, maybe. And then you're like, no. <laughs> there's a slight glimmer at the end of Silver Flame. You haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, I feel like this is the yeah. exact moment when the fandom was like, no, this is so fucking annoying. <laughs> Because like I yeah. said, because he is so like on paper, like good, you know what I mean? Like yep. for the most part, even like lawful good, you know, and it's yeah. like, Jesus, how the fuck do you like justify all of this for Elaine? <laughs> like you keep hoping like on first read at this point, you're like, man, I hope he's right. So it just makes it like, that's why the fandom so upset is because I think on first read, when you don't really know at this moment, you're going, yeah, yeah. Like, I hope so too, bro. And then just like you said, pretty much all the way through even silver flame, you're just like, no, the fuck. <laughs> not yeah. so much. We had hopes they've been crushed. <laughs> I know it's, mm, it's interesting to say mm-hmm. the least. Mm-hmm. It's. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. Lucian does say that that point, you know, then I'll ask your mate how he survived it, knowing you were engaged to someone else sharing another male's bed. Again, mm-hmm. interesting little moment they're having here because it's kind of real. And I'll be honest, we don't really get this again for a while between them. Yeah. So Bear and I do mind, think y'all. it's interesting too, and I think this is very in character that he's the one bringing it up, and she doesn't really know how to talk about it. Yeah, well, and then of course he does bring up the elephant in the room or the five hundred pound gorilla in the corner. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you want to phrase it, but it definitely he brings it up, and I'm like, dude, really was this the smartest thing? And he goes, tell me when you knew that Rasan was your mate. Tell me when you stopped loving Tamlin and started loving him and said. Well, and I, I, I get it because I think that depends on like, especially like when you think about like TV, that depends on line delivery because I, I think there is like, yeah, is that a snooty comment or like, honestly, it's kind of just a, I don't fucking understand question because in his mind, he's like literally human pharaoh showed up to save tamlin's ass and you did and you died and you came back and you came back to the spring court and got engaged and then there was a wedding and then shit went wrong like lucian's having a hard time like Lucian could very clearly on, like, I think Lucian looks at like this timeline and he goes, yeah, I know the moment I knew you were full of shit was like, you know, the whole white light fiasco with Highburn. 
but right. I don't know when you knew you were full of shit. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I think, think that's what's irritating think- to him is he's like, I don't understand when you knew. Well, not only that, I think I'm, I'm not saying that he's made a total snarky ass about it, but at the same time, I mean, he's angry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I know he's angry. It's kind of like you left us. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very much the, you left us energy. Yeah. You know, he's feeling, he feels abandoned. So it's like, well, when did I, think you he feels like... But it's like, I think he equates that to almost being, I, I, he, he, when, you know, you stop loving him, means you stop loving me too. Well, right. And that's what I was going to say is I think he's upset because in a way he almost can in his brain separate himself from Tamlin and go, look, you left us, but you didn't actually have to leave me. If you had told me, maybe I could have understood or maybe I could have helped or maybe whatever. But I think Lucian just feels like he got cut off at the feet at some point and like didn't get a choice. He got lumped in with Tamlin no matter what. True. And so I think he's like upset because he's like, I don't understand when this happened. And also it's kind of a fair question because even we discussed that in Akamath, Reese knows yep. far longer than Pharaoh does. So it is yep. kind of like Lucian's kind of like, no, but really I'm confused because I like, when did you know? Because the times I was around you, you didn't seem to know until, you know, light fiasco with Highburn. So it's like, you didn't seem to know. So none of us knew, but like, now I know that I'm late, like made it to Elaine and I don't know if she knows, you know what I mean? Like there is some level of like, okay, cool, cool. I kind of actually for once can understand Reese. I can't understand you. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, exactly. I agree. So I think you're right. He's like angry, but I'm not even really sure it's like particularly at her as much as just like this situation, situation. in general. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, you know, and he, he now he does kind of get nasty with her and he's like, was it going on before you even left? And she's like, I never touched Reese like that until months later, which as we all know is true because she kept beating herself up going, mm-hmm. I, I can't, it's too soon. It's, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. girlfriend, if you would just explain that to him, like some of his yeah. animosity would not be there. Yeah. And I don't know, again, I don't know how much of this animosity has anything to do with her. I don't know how much he gives a fuck, to be honest. I sort of feel like this has more to do with that shitty comment that was made about Elaine being with all the Illyrians. (laughs) Like, I sort of think this is more, he's projecting like, I don't know what Elaine is up to. I don't know anything about Elaine. I'm hurting. So like, wait a minute. Like, how the fuck did you all figure? Like, how did you all survive this? Like, were were you sleeping with both of them? Were you, you know what? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, he's trying to wrap his head around it because he doesn't even know what he's dealing with yet. He's like, shit, dude. Now I have my own fucking circus. (laughs) Like, So how did your circus work out? Well, and it's not only that it's a circus, but I think he's got the one with the squirrels that are in a rave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, yeah. He there's like, deal with more yeah, there's he's like, dealing with squirrels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's like circus and then there's like circus. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's got the second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she does have an interesting, you know, cause, cause he's, you know, Lucian's all but this is the man you love now after the whole, you know, he gets really, they do, they kind of argue about it. 
But she has an interesting twist to come back to him with. And she's like, one would think, Lucian, that you'd be glad I fell in love with my mate, given that you're in the same situation Reese was in six months ago. And this gets really interesting. And this goes back to what you and I were just talking about, which is he then tells her, you left us. And she notes us, not Tamlin, us. Yeah. And she does say this back to him. And she goes, I told you that day in the woods, you abandoned me long before I ever physically left. You fit into the spring court as little as I did, Lucian. You enjoyed its pleasures and diversions, but don't pretend you weren't made for something more than that. And then, of course, then he's like, well, where do you exactly believe I wish it is? The night court? Yeah. And again, this is like such a fucking weird stance to take because. Like, okay, like you and I totally called Lucian on his bullshit back in Akamath. We were like, do something, brother. Like, come on, do something. And he just like wouldn't. But from Lucian's perspective, he's also trying to protect Tamlin. He kind of got this shit into the stick where he ended up being that friend who's like the roommate of the couple who fights all the time. Like, yep. There's only so much he can do because he's like, fuck, dude, like, I, I, what do you want me to do? I'm going to hurt somebody. And ultimately, he kind of takes the brunt of the getting hurt. I mean, Tamlin thinks he does, but honestly, Lucian's the one who gets screwed from both directions. And so, like, I feel like part of, like, the problem here is, like, as like I get her being mad at him honestly I do because she's saying like look I gave you every opportunity I tried so hard to tell you that I was hurting and you couldn't hear me but the well, thing she is, asked is him. she did ask him on several occasions to help right but my point is just I don't see how she can't see the other end of it which is he what was- did she want him to do yeah because she again it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. she escapes to the night court where where would Lucian have taken her? Like, let's pretend for a minute, for argument's sake, that this is a Lucian-centric book. Let's pretend that Reese is a side character and Lucian is the love interest. Where was Lucian going to take her? He couldn't take her back to Autumn. He he he's not going to escape right. to the Night Court. He doesn't belong. No. Like, if he doesn't belong here, where was he going to take her? What was what was the backup exactly. plan? So, like, I I don't think he's getting any credit from her for the fact that, like, where the like, what 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 the fuck was he going to do? No, I agree. I mean, and it's and so it's just damned if yeah. he did, damned if he didn't situation. Yeah, and that's why I think like that's such a weird thing, but then it's such a weird thing that like she's still so mad about something that truthfully he couldn't have controlled. But then she True. throws him the weird bone of basically like, you're better than this. You're worth so much more than this. Okay, bitch, which, which is it? Which is it? Yeah, make up Pick your a mind. Lane. Pick a lane. Because I can't, like, what are we doing? Do we, do we hate Lucian? Do we love Lucian? Is he sexy? Right. We can't decide. <laughs> like, no, yeah, I know. She can't make up her mind. Like, it's crazy. I, yeah, which again, like we're probably reading too much into this. It was actually, but I just Absolutely. also feel like if you've written five books and you've spent this much time on two people, there has to be a point to that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I find it hard to believe that we've invested this much energy and time into something that was going nowhere. 
I agree. <laughs> I I agree a hundred percent. On the other hand, to play devil's advocate, we spent enough time in Akatar on that one mercenary bitch who never came back. There is that. We get a snowflake. And fair is like we lasted the night. Uh, they were very sore and stiff and cold. They do cross into the winter court finally. Mm-hmm, Yay, mm-hmm. they're out of autumn. They know she she notes that beyond the mountain they're on, there's this big plain. Um, it's ice. So God knows if it's snow, ice, land, water, who knows? It's frozen. Now she does say she woke with enough power in her veins to warm us with a small fire. Slowly, so slowly, the effects of the fey beam were ebbing. I was willing to wager that we'd be halfway across the ice by the time we could winnow out of here if Arla killed and no one else found us. Now, as she's doing this, she is running through all the, the lessons that Reese had given her about the Winter Court, um, history, knowledge, everything, so, so that you know, she could kind of mentally prepare herself. And of course, as she acknowledges, their big sentries that they use in the Winter Court are polar bears. Which is hilarious to me. I love it. Go polar bears. So anyway, I'm like, all right, you go. So they're trying to do these, uh, these, she's trying to make sure they avoid the polar bears. Um, she also acknowledges that while they're the the night court's relationship with the winter court is okay, it's not great, especially because of the um slaughter of the the uh the children that happened under Amarantha. And so that, you know, things could still be on the more tense side. Right. So she acknowledges that the closest true allies that Night Court has will be the other two solar courts of dawn and day. And between winter and those courts is the middle, which has, you know, the Weaver's Cottage, our favorite place to visit, as well as the mountain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything else. And they're they're still trying to go through when they get they get across they 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 are going through the snow and the ice um and lucian's finally like you know we're gonna have to melt some of this ice pack enough to soften it and build a shelter so they're gonna have to build a snow shelter aka an igloo i was about to be like an igloo we're doing an igloo baby um so they're gonna sleep in the snow because they really don't have a choice so this is what day seven at least Day seven, day eight. I don't know. I'm I've literally lost her. They're trying to figure out how long everything was. They had they had, you know, they're trekking forward. And they're trying to figure out how long it's gonna take them to get across this sheet of ice that they're on. And for some reason, they both look behind them at the same time. And they both beheld three figures standing on the lake edge, smiling. This isn't a good thing, people. Because it was yeah. And his hand is wreathed in flame. And as she says, flame to melt the ice on which we stood. And that, that is the end of chapter 12. And dear God, it took us a long time to get here. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. Okie dokie, chapter 13. So we're running. Uh, Where? I'm not so sure we have a plan. Just away. (laughs) And at such breakneck speed that Lucian and his magic eyeball can tell that Feyre is about to slip before she does so and he grabs her by the elbow and steadies her and like good looking out boy 
<laughs> but this next part feels kind of ridiculous. See, Ares is doing this thing where he's fighting with his magic powers. And I feel like sometimes we seem to forget that we have those. I mean, like, I know that Feyre and Lucian, like, theirs aren't really working right now. <laughs> and True. so, yeah. But I feel like as a whole, we tend to fight with brute force despite actual magic being in our actual fingertips. <laughs> but I digress. Um, yeah. Just throwing this out here about her powers. Uh, Kim, you know, I've talked about this before. I, I don't understand how we still don't have those back yet. I'm mystified. I'm absolutely mystified. Because you and I talked about this offline, about how, <laughs> here's my confusion. Like we talked about this a little bit earlier in the episode, but we didn't talk about it, how you and I talked about it offline, which is, uh, okay, so what you're telling me, is this is this is the steps that got us where we are now we are how many days without our magic five six seven something like that yeah something like that mm -hmm. and this is after we ate an apple that was like laced with the anti-magic shiznit right <laughs> well and not only i mean they've been steadily eating a diet of it but right right but so the whole time she was steadily eating a diet of it all it would do is give her a headache but now one fucking apple Okay, in fairness, I think she might have eaten an apple earlier in the day when she stops and thinks about it. But like two fucking apples at max, like two fucking apples, like blitzed out her power for seven days. And Lucian's? I what? Do not what did they do? What did they do? Put special food in? Like, did they bring special food to that trip out specifically to? I mean, I guess so. I mean, I guess we're led to believe that that <laughs> I guess we're led to believe that that apple has some fucking like snow white magic to it because I don't understand how we've supposedly because one of the creepy twins says that one of the creepy twins is like, yeah, yeah, like we gave the shiznit to Ayanthe and she's been putting it in your food for weeks, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, cool, then shouldn't her magic have been like shorten out and fucking around for weeks? How come now one apple and it's like, crap, I got nothing for days. I agree. And that's why I'm wondering if they did like that whole trip, like the dinner the night before with the food that they were served, plus the breakfast that I, morning, like all of that. Yeah. And I mean, unless maybe it was they all, did, unless all but... that food was like super, like it was, it had more in it. It was more heavily laced. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like the last little bit that they did just. I guess I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of it like alcohol. Okay. So like, you know how, if you have one drink, you're fine. And then if you have two drinks, you're like less fine. Then if you have three drinks you're even less fine, but the importance here is like how close together those three drinks are. Mm -hmm. Because if you drank three drinks in an hour, you're like far more fucked than one drink per hour for three hours. Correct. I guess that's what I don't understand about this, like anti-magic shiznit. It was like, even if I'm meant to believe that, like, we gave them a whole butt ton of it, like, mm -hmm. I don't. Again, like, I guess in my head, it's like alcohol. I don't understand how you could give somebody so much of something that it craps out their power for seven days, but they can still run and like not freeze to death and like function. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. I feel like it's either so much you die of alcohol poisoning <laughs> or you get over it. You know what I mean? Like That's a drug, like a drug of yeah. or something. Yeah. Like yeah. either. Yeah. I don't really understand how we're in this weird, like middle ground where it's like, I'm technically fine, but I still don't have my powers. Like something about that logic just doesn't fly for me. I agree. I, okay. it, this, this whole part feels so contrived. Okay, as long as it's not just me, because that's why I was no. like, something about this feels ridiculous. And I was like, I thought maybe I was just being weird. <laughs> 
No, it, you're not being weird. It, it definitely okay. has a very contrived okay. feeling to it. Well, I, I just, then I feel yeah. a little bit better. <laughs> okay. I feel a little better. Anyway, Eris is doing this thing where he's like melting the ice as fast as Pharaoh and Lucian are trying to run. And that's why she slips. So Lucian's genius idea is for them to start running in a zigzag pattern like they're being shot at, which I mean, I feel like sounds like a stupid idea, except then, oh yeah, one of his brothers does actually start shooting at them. (laughs) I'm not really sure how he like preempted that, but he did. So we're zigging, we're zagging, and suddenly for no explained reason, Feyre is like, I can feel ice in my veins. And like, I (laughs) Like you said, this whole thing feels so contrived. I guess this is like the littlest twinkle of her powers coming back, but I don't understand because if that is the case, like, do we use this time to shout a mayday, mayday down the bond? No, no, we do not. (laughs) Because apparently the bond is only for, you know, shouting sexy things down, not useful things like help me motherfucker. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Anyways, I just said, mm, yeah. I have problems with this section. (laughs) She decides she's going to use her powers, which like I said, I'm sorry for being so negative. Um, It's just, this is just not written very well in my opinion. Um, But the way this whole thing happens irritates me. Ice. I had ice in my veins. And now that we were over the border of the winter court, I didn't care if they saw it. My power, Calias's power, not when the alternatives were far worse. Like, yeah, news flash. You are not in the spring court anymore. There is zero reason for you to be playing dumb. Exactly. If your powers are back. Use your powers. Yeah. I do not understand this logic. And also, I do not understand how being like 10 feet over the winter court border made a fucking difference. I have no idea. Hi, girl, you are so barking up the wrong tree. This whole section is so confusing to me. But anyway, so yeah, she basically starts freezing what Eris is melting. And this is working for a minute or so until like arrow shooting brother manages to slice Favor's face with the arrow and it gets lodged in her arm. Ow. But like the badass she is, she breaks the arrow and yanks it out. But like, it's kind of too late. Okay. Eris had taken one step toward me, smiling like a wolf. When I was up again, my last two Illyrian knives in my palms, my right arm screaming at the movement. Around me, the ice began to melt. This can end with you going under, begging me to get you out once that ice instantly freezes, Eris drawled behind him, cut off, uh, cut off by his brothers. Lucian had drawn his own knife and now sized up the other two. Or uh-huh. this can end with you agreeing to take my hand, but either way, you will be coming with me. Um. Yeah. No. So no that's, asshole. That's going well. Uh Feyre apparently notices that her powers are kind of fully back now. And I repeat, do we do we use this moment to scream down the bond? Still no. Um apparently uh freezing shit wasn't a clue that her magic was coming back or whatever. Um, but now that her arm is like magically insta-healing, she has put it together. Um, yeah <laughs> so surprise yeah so i mean in fairness she does what she good she's good at which is like bust out that light power <laughs> right and temporarily blinds everyone and she manages to run like 20 feet before eris is somehow in front of her and i Lucian, think he winnows. yeah and like lucian is trying to fight off the other two brothers but Farah is already screwed and Eris has her literally by the hair uh which I notice books like to do a lot 
<laughs> which makes me laugh because I feel like I feel gross. The point is, is we grab onto her hair and that's just because that's what we do in these books and that's fine. <laughs> True. I couldn't remember, couldn't remember what to do, how to move, how to stop this. Closer and closer to the shore, to the awaiting party of sentries that winnowed in out of nowhere. No, 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 no. A shadow slammed into the earth before us, cracking the ice toward every horizon. Not a shadow. An Illyrian warrior. Seven red <laughs> siphons glinted over his skin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seven red <laughs> siphons glinted over his scaled black armor as Cassian tucked in his wings and snarled at Eris with five centuries worth of rage. Not dead, not hurt, whole. His wings repaired and strong. I loosed a breath, a shuddering sob over the burning gag. Cassian's siphons flickered in response as if the sight of me at Eris's hand <laughs> Another impact struck the ice behind us. Shadows skittered in its wake. Asriel. I began crying in earnest to some <laughs> I know. <laughs> I began crying in earnest. Some leash I'd kept on myself snapped free as my friends landed. As I saw that Asriel too was alive, was healed. As Cassian drew twin Illyrian blades, the sight of them like home, and said to Eris with lethal calm, I suggest you drop my lady. <laughs> so Eris is fucked. <laughs> Eris is rightfully fucked. <laughs> you word. You can read the whole thing. Um, but obviously our bad boys have come to save the day. Woo <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and also, like, I'm so excited because, like, uh, like, let's think about this for a second. How many, like, we are like a hundred and some odd pages into this book, and we have been just like suffering through the spring court. <laughs> so we're all ready for our friends to be back. We have we have the boys. Our bat yes. boys are here. Yes. Uh, and like I said, you could read it for like the actual like hand-to-hand combatiness of it all. But essentially, Favor gets away from Eris with Cassian's help. And she's able to throw Eris off his balance. And then that gives Cassian an in. And Asriel teams up with Lucian. And Favor kind of notes internally how shocked she is that like Eris and her brothers are kind of holding their own against the Illyrians. Uh, losing, but still surprising <laughs> that it's taking so long. And suddenly, well, Feyre, watching this whole fight goes down, uh, kind of has to stop for a second and think like the high lady that she is. For a heartbeat, mm-hmm. I saw how it would play out. Three of Baron's sons dead at our hands. A temporary satisfaction for me, five centuries of satisfaction for Cassian, Asriel, and more. But if Baron still debated what side to support in this war, I had other weapons to use. Stop, mm-hmm. I said. The word was a soft, cold command, and Asriel and Cassian obeyed. <laughs> uh, essentially, everyone's just kind of like stunned stiff for a minute and they stop and then the Illyrians fall into place like flanking her and they've now created a united front. And she tells Eris, you all deserve to die for this and for much, much more, but I'm going to spare your miserable lives. And at this moment, she removes the glamour that she's worn all these weeks in the spring court, revealing her tattoo, the tattoo of the mating bond of her status. And Lucian's eyes all but pop out of his head. When she says, I am high lady of the night court. And after a few really confusing seconds, one of Lucian's brother is like, I call BS. What is a high lady? 
there is no hot lady. <laughs> oh, there is now. Yes, she just smirks. There is now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> turns to Cassian, who is just like a beaming older brother at this point. And she, she says, take me home. But before they take off, she turns and throws one more dig. We'll see you on the battlefield. Not knowing which side they'll be on, but they leave. Cassian scoops her up in his arms and they take off. Asriel takes Lucian per favor's request, which we've talked about this before, but the mechanics of flying other humans or, you know, other beings, I just... Word. Yeah, like I'm just dying <laughs> knowing that Asriel is like carrying Lucian. And apparently Fair and Cassian can tell that Lucian and Az, Lucian and Az are just uncomfortable as fuck the whole time. <laughs> Well, like, I hate to say it. Lucian is better off with Az than he would have been with Cassian. Oh, Cassian for sure. probably would have ripped him apart. True, true. Az is just going to like keep his mouth shut and be, like pretend he's not even there. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. But ultimately, Cassian and Feyre joke about it. And then kind of eye to eye now, Cassian smiles and says, hello, Feyre. And she just starts to tear up and hugs the crap out of him. And he just says, I missed you too. And, you know, it's super cute. And we get a snowflake. Well, we get our snowflake. And then, okay, this is where, like, (laughs) it's funny because, like, this scene, like, we clearly had feelings about. But leading into the scene, we were like, the mechanics of this magical anti-magic apple shit makes no fucking sense and now i sort of feel the same way about the end of this chapter i'm back to being like the details of this are strange at best um uh, yeah. <laughs> they fly out of harm's way whatever the fuck that means like i don't know how far they went um I, well i do sort of we come on to the edge of the no man's land territory that weird little middle useless place um i don't know how far that i you know i, I don't like have a mile marker for you um, yeah. <laughs> but we fly there and more is waiting at the edge there and she you know they land and she hugs Farah, and you know like a normal person Farah blurts out where is he because reese isn't there <laughs> Where, where's my mate man <laughs> right and so i think this is fair and Moore says he, it's a long story, far away, but racing home right now. And they hug again. And she apologizes for not coming with Cassian and Az to like come get her. And okay. <laughs> Kim and I have feelings about this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just, um, okay, so let's start. If you with- all could see our faces, you would understand. We're looking at each other like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like let's start with more. Okay. Let's start with more. So more, I, I understand you fucking hate Eris. I got it. I, we get it. You've told us this. We understand you have reasons to hate Eris. You hate, have, you have reasons to hate Baron and all of them. I got it. I get it. But this is your high lady and you did not go get her. Nope. And you are Amarin is technically Reese's second, except for Amarin always stays behind because as his second, she's the only one that basically can single-handedly like pull anything off. 
So and save Valaris if anything crazy were right, to really happen. Right. Um, she kind of has the red button, you know, <laughs> like the shits hit the fan red she button. She has the Glock key code to the red button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she has to stay there. And that's fair. And I actually completely understand that. I do not understand how Moore as his third, because if you recall from Akamath, Feyre makes a note being like, oh, Moore is his third, not even Cassian or as. I get it. I get it. Got it. Cool beans. Why the fuck did she not go then? I don't care how much you hate Eris and the Autumn Court and all of that shit. This is your high lady for whatever godforsaken reason that we haven't gotten to yet. Reese can't fucking come. So how is this not fall on to you? So it irritates the shit out of me that more doesn't go because I don't know. I, I, mm, mm, yeah, I don't even understand it. And then beyond that, what? fucking planet are we on that Reese is not here I, mm, I'm with you and I'm confused on this for a couple of reasons okay base level base level I am confused because what the fuck is he doing right like what could he possibly be doing that is more important than getting wifey out of this moment you think second i'm confused because cammy have discussed this i don't understand like okay fine let's pretend he has a very good reason let's pretend he's doing something very high lordy and important okay like let's pretend there's a good fucking reason what the fuck could he possibly be doing after not knowing where she's been for a week because we're to believe that the bond has been completely dark and useless. Our fucking magic apple magic the fuck out of the bond and it has gone dark, okay? You mean to tell me that the same man who in Akamath was pretty much like, I lose you for 10 minutes, we watched the world burn, has not been burning down said world since it went dark almost a week ago i would be like dude i mean this is the man who and i said this earlier this is the man who said if lucian had taken her in the last book against her will he would have torn the world apart for her what the right so why is the world still standing i don't understand this i do not understand this and then So I have feelings because I think that more is in the fucking wrong here. I think that Reese is in the fucking wrong here. And I have one more bone to pick. And that is with Asriel. He's the world's worst spy master. How the fuck has it not been his job to figure out where she's been for the last seven days? And I was supposed to believe he's the best fucking spy master out there. And for seven days, he couldn't. Yeah, I have feelings. <laughs> I'm with you. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm there. You know this, though. We're supposed to just pretend none of that is crossed our minds. <laughs> and Feyre tells Moore that she kept Eris alive because reasons and Moore makes her peace with that and is just like, okay, let's go home. And Feyre asks, which one? <laughs> because she gestures to Lucian. <laughs> And like, where are we going to take him? <laughs> and 
he's got to be feeling so fucking weird right now. <laughs> I mean, he's got to be like, who are you people? Where are we? What does she mean? Why does she have two homes? <laughs> like, I don't understand. You know, everybody thinks that there's only the one. And, right. you know, let's face it. Well, that's not true. Actually, the only other one that we know of who has other homes is Tarquin. True. True. Baron only has the one. It's just friggin' ginormous that we're yeah. aware of. Yeah. Um, Tamlin only has the one. Right. We don't know anything about Kalias. We really don't know anything about the day court or the dawn court. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the point is, is Lucian's is confused as fuck. And Moore looks Lucian over and decides that he seems like a decent enough dude. I guess that's her truth teller eyeball telling her or whatever. But <laughs> she says, the townhouse, you have someone waiting for you there. And that's the end of chapter 14. <laughs> but Bye. chapter 14, they get to the townhouse thanks to more superpower being winnowing a million people at once. Um, because have you ever noticed that nobody else can fucking do that apparently? I don't know. Except for Reese. Yeah, I don't fucking know, guys. It makes no sense. And Lucian's metal eyeball goes haywire because he's like totally looking for like the goblins and the demons and expecting the walls to be painted in blood or something. But <laughs> all he finds is a, yeah, all he finds is a normal fucking house. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know what to do with that information. I can't wait to see whoever plays this, how they do this on TV. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> Okay, okay. Like... In fairness, because it goes with our fan casting pick, but I just sort of picture this person wandering around the house with their face a little bit like in Outlander when Jamie is like, So you're from the future. Future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, sure you are. What? <laughs> because he was like calm and terrified at the same time. He was like, Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> I, feel like, okay. I feel like that's how he is here. I feel like this is like mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because what it actually because yeah. what it actually says is his metal eye word while the other warily scanned the room flanking the foyer. The dining room and sitting room overlooking the little front yard and street, then the stairs to the second level, then the hallway beside it that led to the kitchen and the courtyard garden, then finally to the shut front door to the city waiting beyond. And <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can only imagine how confused he looks, but Cassian's like watching Lucian very carefully. <laughs> And Feyre thinks, I wondered if Lucian knew that his first words here would either damn him or save him. And uh, basically Feyre decides that as High Lady, it's her call uh, what to do with him now that he's here. Well, and truly it is. In this case, it is her call. Even Reese is going to let her make that call, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's it's a shit show for sure. <laughs> it, I mean, but, She's like, hmm, I'm going to have to decide what to do with this. <laughs> and I think the reason why it's really her call and the reason why it, it, we do need to acknowledge that she finally is like, oh, maybe it's my call is because he was the one who left with her. He's been traveling with her. 
she's really his only friend. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. I just laugh because I'm sure it's kind of like how you're saying, like, I don't know what his face looks like. I wonder what her face looks like, because like, it's written very like nice where like, you know, it's written like pretty, I should say, where it's like, I I wondered if he wonder, you know, knew that whatever he said now would, you know, save him or damn him. But really, you know, she's thinking like, fuck, I have to make decisions here and I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm emotionally spent. Yeah. So yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it's up to her. And Lucian's first words are those of complete astonishment. There are children laughing in the streets. (laughs) And Feyre just blinks, realizing that he's implying that he hasn't heard those sounds in such a long, long time. And also probably pretty confused because no matter what she thought he was going to say, it probably wasn't that. No, probably not. (laughs) And honestly, I think it's kind of the most like simple and amazing thing that he noticed that. Um, I just feel like it kind of conveys that he knows how wrong he's been. Like in that moment, very quickly, he has realized like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like I thought, oh, shit. (laughs) You know, unlike Tamlin or anybody else where this would take like a week and a half. Uh, Lucia's pretty quick on the uptake. He's like, mm, fuck, I'm wrong. Big time. Hmm. <laughs> well, but I also think that's why he's been Tamlin's emissary for so yeah, long. Because he's like, actually got a good head on his shoulders. <laughs> but then we hear someone that they do so at all after Hybern's attack is a testament to how hard the people of Valars have worked to rebuild. <laughs> Amrin. Oh, Amrin. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> the delicate female bowed her head as much of a gesture of obedience as a 15,000 year old creature would make to a newly minted high lady and friend. I see you brought home a new pet, she said, no sprinkling <laughs> with distaste. Something like fear had entered Lucian's eyes as if he too beheld the monster that lurked beneath that beautiful face. Indeed, it seemed he had heard of her already. Before I could introduce him, Lucian bowed at the waist, deeply. Cassie let out an amused grunt, but I shot him a warning glare. Amron smiled slightly. Already trained, I see. (laughs) Uh, Fangs and claws are out. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But again, like you said, clearly good at his job. Quick on the uptake. Oh, shit, I should bow to her before she eats me. Um... There is a reason that Lucian has lived so long. Um, (laughs) His sense of self-preservation is quite good. Yes, much more than most of the people in these books. (laughs) Thank (laughs) Jesus for that introduces Lucian with his last name, Vancero, which we learned in chapter 13 and we just glossed over, but Cassian's actually the one who knew it. And that's kind of irrelevant. It's not here nor there, but now you know. Um, but Lucian corrects her, stating that just Lucian will do. And Feyre realizes that he must have stopped using his name the minute his father had killed Lucian's lover back in Yee Heyday. Yeah. Amber begins to ask Feyre what happened to her face. <laughs> but Lucian blurts out, what is this place? <laughs> and Feyre explains that this house, <laughs> this place, <laughs> Valaris, is her home and lucian poor baby is just really trying to understand all of this and he's like 
and uh, you are high lady of the night court <laughs> but guys it's the moment we've been waiting for indeed she is says a beautiful and wonderful and familiar voice <laughs> fair returns and it's reese guys we're hired <laughs> God. It feels like a fucking eternity. Um, but Mrs. Man, Pieces is back. Guys, you'll have to tell us in, like, uh, go, go to Instagram or somewhere and send us a DM or leave us a note because I want to know if everyone else feels like it's been a really fucking long time since we've, uh, you know, talked to Reese, had Reese back around. Because uh, for Kim and I, since we record on a certain schedule and then release on a different schedule and all of that, I feel like, Kim, it's been a long fucking time. Uh. <laughs> Like, I feel like Feyre. I feel like we've been separated from Reese as long as Feyre has. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I mean, it's horrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a whole moment. At the scent that hit me, awoke me, my friends began smiling. I turned. Reese and Lise again, leaned against the archway into the sitting room, arms crossed, wings nowhere to be seen, dressed in his usual immaculate black jacket and pants. And as those violet eyes met mine, as the familiar half smile faded, my face crumpled, a small broken noise cracked for me. Reese was instantly moving, but my legs had already given out. The foyer carpet cushioned the impact as I sank to my knees. I covered my face with my hands while the past month crashed into me. Which, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> oh, God. Um, side note, this is where the book kind of like takes a turn and starts to feel more like the writing we're used to. <laughs> yeah. I don't so. know what up until this point was happening, <laughs> but, um, I feel like this is now back at the Reese and Pharaoh we know, because we now go back to having like, uh, very like emotional, hot, cold, uh, uh, semi-powerful Farah who like has a lot of feelings and can like tap into her power when she needs it but like kind of still has some humanity left in there um yeah we kind of go back to that now instead of like the weird kind of power crazed I got a plan plotty fingers Farah we've had for the last 13 chapters <laughs> well it was she plotty fingers man yeah, she was kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really like the favor we had for the last 13 chapters. So I'm kind of glad that we've moved on. It's like it's like in Hocus Pocus when the three sisters run around going, come on, come on, come on, come on. And for me, it's bloody fingers, bloody fingers, bloody fingers. Yeah, that's what we Yeah, it does feel like that. That's what we've had for like the last 13 chapters. And I'm glad that like that we can close the book on that. No more muck, no more bloody fingers. We're good. Yes, yes. Instead, we are now back to crying Feyre on the floor. Um, she hasn't vomited yet, which I feel like our vomit count for this book is really down compared to Akhtar and Akamath. <laughs> I would hope so. Truly <laughs> hope so. She pukes a lot less as a high fey, it seems. Um, <laughs> Especially now that she's into her power. And Yeah, yeah. But anyway, she's all crumpled on the floor and Reese sweetly comes to her kneeling and pulls her hands from her face. I didn't care that we had an audience as I lifted my head and beheld the joy and concern and love shining in those remarkable eyes. Neither did Reese as he murmured my love and kissed me. 
Oh, well, Reese then instructs the group to go find somewhere else to be. Bye. <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> gotta go. Bye. Yeah, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Uh, <laughs> and Lucian's just like really WTF. I mean, it's like he knew she was with Reese, but like she is with Reese, and he's just confused. <laughs> well, not only is she with Reese, but Reese is with her yeah like i can only imagine like oh fuck it's a fucker from under the mountain oh my god why is he being so nice to her (laughs) you know he's gotta be like but but yeah you know you know there's a little piece of him too that's like oh damn i don't feel like tamlin ever got on the ground for her (laughs) There's that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> she, no wonder she left our sorry asses. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's like, I'm just. There's a lot going on here, and I really need a nap. Um, <laughs> a drink, my blankie, and a nap. Yeah, Good. for real, for real. Uh, but they all scatter, and more make sure to find Lucian somewhere to be. So good for more. <laughs> God for more. Mostly because I can only imagine like everybody when Reese is basically like, "Go find somewhere to be," and like Cassie and Azzy are like, <laughs> and Amron's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm used to it." And more probably noticed that Lucian was just still standing, still like, uh... <laughs> "Now what do I do? Where do I go?" What do I and more was like, "Come with me, come with me, child." Um... <laughs> And Sarah is like, do you want to go over what happened at the spring court? <laughs> Which feels like a weird question. But if the roles were reversed, uh, you have to remember that's exactly what Tamlin would have wanted the moment she returned. In fact, that was exactly the mo- what he did want the moment she returned from when she was in the night court because of the deal after the wedding. That's right. And I think this is supposed to show like the duality of that because Reese then says, there are other things I'd like to do first. And y'all, in all honesty, this is where I stop taking real notes um, because it just gets smutty, smutty, smut, smut from here. (laughs) Yeah. So we're just going to speed through this. No little ears. Uh, Yo, don't say I didn't warn you. He carries her into the bedroom. Uh, the, uh, we do this. Um, like I said, this feels like the when I said this feels like the writing we're used to. I didn't necessarily mean all good things. Um, we also do this thing where we start talking about the furniture again. <laughs> he, he carried me into carried me into our bedroom, once his room, now full of our belongings. It's exactly as I'd last seen it—the enormous bed that he now blah, 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 blah. like I yeah. Favors back to her. I don't shenanigans. care. Yeah, Feyre's back to her normal shenanigans talking about the furniture. Um, <laughs> Random shit. Yeah, but, you know, anyway, you know, takes her to the bedroom. I don't know. Uh, touching her and shiznit. Uh, <laughs> my fingers I don't know. My fingers tightened on his jacket. My mate. My mate. As if he'd heard it down the bond, Reese finally murmured. When the bond went dark, I thought... Fear, genuine terror shadowed his eyes, even as his thumbs continued stroking my shoulders, gentle and steady. By the time I got to the spring court, you'd vanished. Tamlin was raging through the forest, hunting for you, but you hid your scent, and even I couldn't couldn't find you. Okay, so side note, he did actually go look for her, but I still don't really understand how best spy master in the world, Reese, best fucking at everything in the world, how 
it took them seven days to track her down. Um, powerless, by the way. How could she have locked down her scent so well? Powerless. I'm wondering if the Fabane, because the way it was in her system, maybe did that. Oh, maybe. I don't know, but it doesn't make any damn sense to me. <laughs> I know, but I, like that, I have to tell you, when we got to that point and, and he's talking about that, like, I have to say, that's kind of where I went with it was, is maybe it's the Fabian in her system. Like, there was so much of it that it poofed on. Maybe. Could be. Maybe. All we know is that uh, you can read it. We get some sort of, you know, smutty smuttiness. We get some smutty smuttiness, people's hands or places. Uh, and, uh, but we do, you know, as per you stop and talk about the important things, which I find so fascinating, uh, because we mentioned this whole thing about, you know, I looked for you, which was sad and stressful. And then Feyre asks like, so what's going on in the spring court, you know, since I left and, Oh, you know, has Hyburn sacked the Supreme Court? No, not yet. Blah, blah, blah. Still touching each other while we had this conversation, which I think is weird. Um, <laughs> what a Vianthe and Jurian still touching each other. Uh, Regent's powerful chest heaved beneath my hands. He blew out of breath. Reports are murky on both. Jurian, it seems, has returned to the hand that feeds him. Anthe, I assume her hand is courtesy of you and not the commander. I mean, it's just really <laughs> weird. We kind of like rehash. Like we find out that Reese basically knows everything that went down. He's been able to at least piece yep. all that together, which is, you know, great and all. But it still seems really weird because uh, in between these paragraphs of, you know, actual content is a lot of just, and then my hands are places. <laughs> and then we get... Darkness rumbled in the corner of the room. Cassian, let me, this is so fucking, a, so, side note, this is such a fucking weird way to get your information, but it is very convenient for the reader's sake so that we don't have to rehash. Cassian let me into his mind just now to show me what happened on the ice. Eris was always a male of limited days. Now Lucian might find himself closer to the inheritance of his father's throne than he ever expected to be. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love that line so much, but it's just so weird to me that it's like, okay, the readers already know what happened and we don't want to rehash. So we're going to make it very convenient that Reese just goes in and peeks in Cassian's mind for a minute. And Cassian's like, here you go, bro. And uh, we get the update and then we get that fabulous line all while we are still, and this is like so awkward for TV. They're going to have to probably do something else. All while we're still just like, I guess, very slowly taking our clothes off and kind of touching each other. I... The whole thing is kind of odd. We are trying to do too many things at once, in my opinion. <laughs> but we get a cute moment. You declared yourself high lady. Was I not supposed to? I've wanted to roar it from the rooftops of Alara from the moment the priest has appointed you, or anointed you. How typical of you to upend my grand plans. So, yeah, it's kind of adorable. Um, he's got his hands and her hair. She's still wearing quite a few clothes. She's asking where her sisters are. We find out they're at the house of wind. Then she kind of contemplates for a minute, like, should I go see them right now? And Reese is like, do you want to go see them right now? And then she's kind of back at where we started this whole thing where she's like, nah, bro, I got things I'd like to do first. That includes smutty smuttiness. <laughs> Ow, chicka, wow, wow. Um, we're now still like pressed up face to face, hands in places. And we have to stop and have another goddamn conversation where we're like, so more said you were far away. 
And that's why you weren't there. Right. So where the fuck were you is basically what she's trying to ask, which is, you know, a question I would also like cleared up before we started playing, you know, footsie. (laughs) Just footsie? Okay. Uh, He says he's sorry that he wasn't. And she's like, no, I'm like, I'm not mad, which, you know, better her than me, I guess. And (laughs) he says... I couldn't very well let you do all the work to undermine our enemies, could I? I didn't smile. Where were you? With as only recently backed up on his feet, I took it upon myself to do some of his work. I clenched my jaw, such as. He leaned down, nuzzling my throat. Don't you want to comfort your mate who has missed you terribly these weeks? I planted my hands Mm. on the side of his face and pushed him back, scowling. I want my mate to tell me where the hell he was then he can get his comfort, which is, you know, fair. (laughs) We find out that he was on the continent uh, looking for the humans, queens, hanging out at their palace, (laughs) flying around, looking at shit. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, we're not fully sure why. We're just supposed to gather the fact that he went alone and that stresses Feyre out. And basically he says, I just neared the edge of their territory when I felt the bond awaken again. I knew the others were closer, so I sent them. And she says, you don't need to explain. And I'm like, I feel like that was actually the point of this conversation, but okay. And he rests his chin on her head and says, I wanted to be there to get you, to find you, to bring you home. And she's like, you certainly do enjoy dramatic entrance. (laughs) Reese pressed a kiss to my hair. You're home. I miss you every moment, Reese said, leaning down to kiss the corner of my mouth. Your smile your laugh. He goes on. We're kissing the places of her face and not her face. Um, (laughs) uh, We got, you know, tongues doing things again, because that's what we do in this book. Uh, Reese kissed the hollow of my collarbone and my core went utterly molten. My brave, bold, brilliant mate. Which I think is sweet. I think that's actually really cute. That's why I highlighted it. (laughs) But then we have to do this. Why do we do this? Guys, why do we do this? (laughs) Why is this a fucking thing that keeps coming back? You have a choice, he murmured against my cheekbone. Either I look every inch of you clean, his hand grazed the tip of my breast circling lazily as if it had been days and days, he'd waited days and days to do this, or you can get into the bath that should already (laughs) be ready by now. Now she makes a point. Are you suggesting that I smell, but I'm too busy thinking about how I don't want to look dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Too busy. Wildly turned off because of this whole concept that she's so stinky and piggy smelling that he's like, I have a bath waiting for you. But he also, oh God, I'm sorry. But I, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. I know that this was supposed to be start of sexy times. And yet I am just now completely disgusted. Well, I have to say, I was kind of geezed out the whole time because I kept going, but isn't she like. Bloody and dirty and stinky. Yeah. She hasn't, she hasn't, she's been out in the outside running and she's bloody and they were fighting and uh-huh and then in case she has, okay she hasn't washed in a week the thing Ew. that makes you want to slap yourself is that you read this and you're like maybe i can just pretend i didn't hear that but then she brings it up again because this is favor we're talking about it's not like she has any fucking idea as much as i'd like you to i'd like to see you attempt to lick off a week's worth of dirt sweat and blood 
normal bath, please. Again, guys, stop reminding me how smelly she is. This is not a good way to turn me on. But anyway, uh, now we have a whole conversation about bubbles, yay or nay. Do we put bubbles in the bath? Do we not put bubbles in the bath? I'm not really sure. Like I said, it's like they forgot how to have sex, guys. Um, <laughs> it's the thing that I like. Really like here's my question. Here's my question really quick. Okay, they talk about all the big bathtubs, mm-hmm. all right? All the tubs. Mm-hmm. They have running, plumbed water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we are still bringing like buckets to the spring court. <laughs> well, no, but actually, no, even in the spring court, they had running water. But here's my question. Valaris, for all of its mm-hmm. amazing things, they, they don't have showers? Uh, I guess we just don't believe in those here. I'm, I, that may be a personal preference. <laughs> Reese just doesn't put showers in his house. Uh, I have no idea. I don't, I mean, I, I just, I but just I no, always ask. Because the it, answer it, is because we can use the bathtub to set up sexy time. Anybody who's actually tried to have sex, shower sex knows it's not a fucking pretty sight. <laughs> That's why there are no showers in this book. Because bathtub sex was, isn't easy either. But they notice how most of the time they don't. It's just a setup for her to be naked. So the tub is a lot prettier to watch her flounce around in some bubbles. And then we get out of the bathtub instead of playing Twister on the slippery shower wall and someone breaks their leg. Jam was like, I'm not breaking legs today. I don't know. I'm just trying to explain away the lack of showers. But in case your question isn't about the showers, your question is more, hey, doesn't Reese have that magical power where he makes her clean? Yeah, he does that anyway. He does that now. And Farrah's like, what the fuck was the point of the bathtub? And he's like, you were taking too long. (laughs) And you're like, okay, cool, cool. So we're just now we're going to have sex. No, no, she's still going to take a bath first. And even Farrah's like, I don't understand. What the hell is the point of the snappy, snappy clean powers if you still want me to take a bath? And he says, it's just for aesthetic purposes that he can get rid of the dirt. It's still like stinky, I guess. Like and mentally in his mind, she's still dirty. I don't fucking know, guys. It's weird. This chapter is weird. <laughs> it's like we try to be sexy and weird at the same fucking time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we use the magical bubbles and then we decide we're still not clean and Feyre's still going to take a bath and I don't know. <laughs> Feyre gets into the bathtub and she's all sexy too bad there isn't room for two in the tub and he's like that's a design flaw I will fix you know immediately uh, I don't know guys I really feel like this tub used to be bigger I don't know <laughs> no you're thinking of you're thinking of a different tub oh oh true I guess her old room right well the one in the palace above under the mountain or court of nightmares and then the one in the the cabin are both bigger true true mm, lots of bathtubs anyway um you know now we really get into the smutty smutness uh i was gonna devour him from head to toe blah 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 doing the thing uh then she notices that he's staring at the bruise on her face and she's like oh shit is it bad <laughs> And he's like, no, it's almost gone. Um, But he's obviously upset that like she got hurt at all in this whole thing. And um, instead of focusing on this, though, she's just like, okay, I'm a towel off and I'm going to drop my towel and we're going to do the thing. And then we get like mm, one, two, three. I mean, this is on Kindle, mind you, four, five, six, like, you know, eight, nine, ten something pages of (laughs) very descriptive smutty smutness. (laughs) 
Wow, wow. The important part here is the kind of adorable conversation we get, which is his throat bobbed. I missed you every second, every breath, not just this, he said, shifting his hips for emphasis and dragging a groan from deep into my throat. But talking to you, laughing with you, I missed having you in my bed, I, but missed having you as my friend even more. My mm. eyes burned. I know, I managed to say, stroking a hand down his wings, his back. I know. I kissed his bare shoulder right above a whirl of Illyrian tattoo. Never again, I promised him and whispered it over and over as the sunlight drifted across the floor. This is really cute after a whole bunch of smuttiness that I'm not even going to bother to try to explain to you people. <laughs> <laughs> read it. Just read it. Yeah. Read the book. Um, mostly because like, it wasn't particularly like inventive or different. <laughs> it's just, well, you know, is it's just, you know, yeah. Slut. Um, you know, it wasn't like no neon gods level nonsense. Um, <laughs> No, no, 50 shades of gray, huh? No, no, well, honestly, <laughs> 50 shades isn't even written well, so it's probably better than 50 shades. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so it's not even well, no, and I was totally being like tongue in cheek there. I mean, if we want to go down that path, there's some yeah. Anne Rice out there that we could talk about. Oh, good point, good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we can the, have that conversation. But the point is, is we're we just kind of, yeah uh honestly it could have been worse i probably could have uh, read some of the terrible descriptions because i was warning you not to have little ears and probably little ears could have heard all that because mostly little ears would have been like ew they licked each other or something there was dirt involved um <laughs> truthfully guys like i said this whole scene kind of like fell flat for me because i was too busy thinking about how gross she was um <laughs> yeah well. but anyway the important part is me see Pooh and, and Feyre are back together again <laughs> yeah and they agreed to never never part no more <laughs> which yeah comes back later anyway um, mm -hmm. <laughs> in like a multitude of ways um <laughs> but don't worry guys we have a million episodes to get there <laughs> and then some but that wraps up chapter 14, which is where we leave you for today, because we've just, you know, we've really come through it. All of the autumn court, all the way back home. <laughs> We're home. We're home. Bye -bye. Yes. Yes. Home. We'll take it. <laughs> I swear. So I have some interesting music. Yes. Kim's got some interesting music, uh, real quick on the TikTok front. I have still been watching so many fabulous TikToks. Uh, the only one I really have to share with you today though, is a really, really nicely done, um, fan art from, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm never going to say this right. It's like at pale style, P-A-L-E-S-I-L-E. Anyway, um, however you say that, uh, <laughs> it's some really nice fan art from uh, Feyre returning to the night court. Uh, so gorgeous. we'll include that in the show notes. You got to go check it out. Uh, other than that, though, we don't really have any uh, that I've gotten permission to share. So if I get permission before this episode comes out, I'll put them in the show notes. But there are some really fun ones out there of Lucian's reaction to showing up to the night court. <laughs> 
Cool. Yeah. So go check some of those out. Uh, if you just do hashtag Akawar, you'll probably come across them pretty quickly. Uh, and then same thing with everybody and their mother has a uh, opinion on what music should play as Cassian and Azrael slam into the ice. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I did not really pick anything for that, for that very, because very good. People have, yeah. Because people have very, very strong feelings about it. And again, if you just hashtag Akawar and go check through TikTok, people have some great ideas, a ton of them. Um, they do. So yeah, you just kind of got to scroll for those. If, if I get permission to share any of them before this episode goes live, I'll include them in the show notes. <laughs> exactly. But Kim hit us with your list. <laughs> So again, I have a long list. Like there's something about this book that every time I reread it, I find more songs. So y'all are going to have to bear with me. I think part of it's also because, you know, the longer the book, the more songs. I don't know. Call me crazy. But Kelsey's with me on this. So bear with me. I'm sure we'll have some sections where I just don't have a whole heck of a lot to share. And again, as always, please, please, please let us know if you guys have any songs that you think we could add. Um, we've gotten a couple of really good ones um, for later in this book, actually, and I can't wait to share them and call them out. So here we go. So for this episode, the very first song I have is the song called Copper Leaves by the group Enter the Haggis yet again. I, I do listen to a lot of different music, y'all. Poor Kelsey. I'll be like, hey, have you heard this song? Do you know this? And she'll be like, what? Yeah. Sometimes she knows them. And sometimes, sometimes like, I do. I and sometimes I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, I don't know who you're talking about, what you're talking about. I know the Haggis is one of them. I'm, I'm going to convert her, I promise you guys. Um, she likes Ren Fair music, so I will convert her. It's not an issue. It's true. Um, so anyway, we have Enter the Haggis, and it's their song, Copper Leaves. And it's literally for when Lucian and Feyre are, are walking, traveling, traversing their way through the autumn court. And to go along with that, um, this one just makes me laugh, and I got Kelsey to almost snort when I told her it because she agreed it's really appropriate is um so song two is poor wandering ones from the pirates of Penzance. <laughs> <laughs> the title kind of says it all so um yeah. if you don't know the song go listen to it I don't care what version you pick there's so many out there if you know the song <laughs> pick your favorite I don't care um the third song I have is The Sound of Silence. Now, I have to tell you guys up front, this is actually one of my all-time favorite songs in general. Um, I grew up listening to Simon and Garfunkel. Thank you, Dad. And um, I'm a huge Simon and Garfunkel fan, and I really do adore the original version. However, the, the version that I picked for this is actually the Disturbed version, which is absolutely such a breathtaking, beautiful rendition of this song. And it's kind of when, you know, Farah is just no bond, no magic, no nothing. I mean, she has been going a couple of days now and there is nothing. And it, it just, I find that the song really kind of evokes how I feel, how I think she's feeling at this time. So Sound of Silence is song three. Yep, yep. Song four kind of goes in two parts, but I'm putting it here for the first part of it. Um, it's probably even better later in the chapter and I'll explain both parts now or in the episode. So the first part, it's Wide Awake. It, the song is Wide Awake by Katy Perry. And the first part yes. is, the, is the discussion that Farrah and Lucian are having when he's like, well, when did you know? And blah, 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 blah. You know, that whole basic argument that they had that mm -hmm. I uh, had a tangent about. 
So that's the first part because it's like the blinders have come off and he's really starting to see who Favorite is now. Uh, the second time that it's applicable is once they land in Valaris and his comment is, I hear children laughing. Um, because again, he's not expecting what he's seeing and hearing in Valaris. Not even a little bit. Yeah, especially based off of what he had been told to expect uh, from the night court. So I just felt Wide Awake was such an appropriate song. I had originally picked it for somewhere else. And I have to say, Kelsey and I talked about it because I realized I wanted to put it here and this is why. And she totally agreed. So we're going there. Um, and, and thank you to my BFF, Nikki, for the suggestion originally, because after listening to it, I have to say, yes, it totally makes sense. So love you, babe. You rock. And thank you for the suggestion. My laptop's um, going to die in 10 minutes. <laughs> Let's do it. We're on it. So song five, Folding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler, when Cassie and and Asriel arrived and that's the only song I have for that section I purposely did that but yes. we're there. Um, and then I I have the next song which I love this this is a great song it's Divine Thing by the Soup Dragons it's for when Feyre announces that she is the high lady in the night court woo 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 um, so we have that then we have Victory Song by Sean McCann. Once Eris and, and the brothers basically are subdued after Farah announces that she's the high lady and they run away. Um, Sean McCann is from one of my absolute favorite bands, Great Big C. So go check him out. He's amazing. Um, the band no longer is in is playing together as a band, but they're all still friends and they very most of them still put out music just um individually. Um the next song is the Promise by One in Rome, which I love this song. And it's when Cass and Az um, are, are taking them to go meet up with more and just the whole feeling and meeting with more and just the whole feeling of, of, of that friendship that, that Farah has with that inner circle, uh, her bond with them. Uh, the next song is In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. And it's literally when Farah turns around and looks into Reese's yeah. eyes. Yeah, moment. It's just, it's there. It's, mm, yeah, hello. So the next song, um, I have to say, came to me, came to me while we were recording this, and, and, and Kelsey totally agrees, so we're going with it. So we're talking about those sexy, smutty times in Chapter 13, and I'm going with Lady Marmalade from the New <laughs> on Rue soundtrack with Christina Aguilera and Little Kim and Maya and Pink because, hello, Lulu Lucasia Evac Siswa. I think says it all right there. And I the final so. song. I, I do. I think it's so appropriate. And the final song is actually Kelsey's pick. It's Ever the Same from Rob Thomas with just how Feyre and Reese are when they're reunited. And I love yeah. this song too. It's a great song. And I'm glad you you Yeah. Of it I just picked up on it the other day when I heard it. I was like, ooh, this good, this good. <laughs> yes. So that's all the songs I've got. And um, I know it's a lot, like I said, but enjoy you guys. Like I said, we're having so much fun and I love the suggestions we get. So thank you. Yes. Guys. Please share your suggestions on all the things you can find us <laughs> on all the things with two things. guys like Sarah J. Mass's name, website, massivefansbookclub.com, Facebook at Massive Fans Book Club and Podcast, Twitter at Massive Podcast, Instagram at Massive Fans Podcast, Pinterest at Massive Fans, TikTok at Massive Fan Pod. Uh, yeah. 
I think it's that's a lot. Thing. It's a lot of things. I think that is all the things, but it's a lot. And we just love sharing all that. Yes. So uh till next week and more chapters and more nonsense. Oh, good. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye.